What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to have you here for another epic debate. If this is your first time here at Modern Day Debate, want to let you know we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And want to let you know as well, no matter what walk of life you're from, folks, we really do hope you feel welcome. We're glad you're here. And it's going to be a fun one tonight, you guys. I am thrilled. So what we're going to do is I'll let you know the format first. We're going to have a a flexible, roughly 10-minute opening statement from each speaker. And again, that's flexible to meet the speaker's needs. Then after that, which, by the way, we'll have Paul going first and then Witsit doing his opening as well, followed by open conversation. So kind of a civil discourse, followed by Q&A at the end. So if you happen to have a question, feel free to fire it into the old live chat. And you can tag me with at Modern Day Debate. That makes it easier for me to see every question so I can put it in that Q&A list. And what we're going to do is introduce our guests. We're thrilled to have them with us. And we also want to give them a chance to share about their links, which I have put in the description, folks. So if you want to hear more from our guests. You certainly can by clicking on those links. And that includes if you're listening via podcast, which by the way, folks, I have to tell you, we are thrilled. People have apparently found the podcast useful. We see a lot of downloads, which is encouraging that it's useful. And so I want to encourage you folks, if you haven't checked us out on podcast yet, well, hey, pull out your favorite podcast app on your phone and find us on there. But with that, we're going to introduce our guests. We're thrilled to have them. And so first, Paul, we're thrilled to have you here. Folks, I want to let you know, Paul is a experienced pilot. He's got a How many years is it, Paul, if I can ask? Uh, I started flying in 1999. I started flying gliders, and then I progressed on to powered aircraft. Um, I, I wouldn't class myself as an experienced pilot. I am, I'm, not, I'm not a commercial pilot. I just, I just have my national private pilot's license. I fly small aircraft. You got it. Well, thanks so much for your (laughs) humble spirit. I appreciate that. And so what we're going to do is I want to say, actually, Paul, if you can share what people can expect to find at your link in the description. Thanks again for being here. Yeah. If you have a look on the, on, uh, on my link, you'll find some videos of flying. I don't have a great deal of contacts, uh, contacts out there. Um, like I said, there's some flying videos, there's little bits and bobs. I'm hoping to build the channel up a little bit more. Um, hopefully this will encourage me to maybe take part in a few more debates and, uh, and things like that. You got it. Thanks so much, Paul. And kicking it over to Witsit Gets It. Good to have you back. He's been here a number of times, and here he is again with his link in the description. What can people expect to find at that link, Witsit? Uh, well, we do talk about the earth here and there, and of course, upload videos where I go out and I, uh, you know, tell people the truth in real life, show people it's not really as intimidating as it may seem. You just have to go do it because we're being censored and on the internet, so might as well go do it. 
And then, you know, basically anything under the sun, man, anything uh, that needs to be questioned that we've been taught that seems to be uh, lacking in empirical evidence, we think for ourselves, and that's that's pretty much it. And they're censoring me, so, um, you know, stay up to date, and I'll let you know where we go from there. You got it. Well, we're thrilled to have you back as well, Austin. And so what we were going to do is, as mentioned, jump into those opening statements. So, Paul, the floor is all yours for your opening statement. Uh, actually, it was uh, it was Austin that was going to go first because mine is going to basically follow on with, uh, with what Austin has to say. That's right. Thank you very much for that. So we'll start with Austin. The floor is all yours. And thanks so much again, both of you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm on tour telling people, everyone around the nation that they've been lied to about the earth. It's called the clown world tour. So I, you know, I don't have a, a presentation per se for you, but of course, being a pilot is uh, really of no value when it comes to, or pertinent to this discussion. This is one for, of course, you cannot see the curvature admittedly from one of the main scientific communicators, Neil deGrasse Tyson from over 128,000 feet where Felix Bumgarner jumped commercial flight flies a fourth of that altitude. You admitted you weren't a commercial flight, so you weren't even flying our pilot, so you weren't even flying that high. I used to work at an airport, a private airport, know hundreds of pilots on a first name basis. Every single time I asked them, do they account for curvature? They chuckle, say, of course not. And the horizon's always horizontal, and that's how you actually acclimate your flight. Um, nothing about a plane or flying one has anything to do with a presupposed convexity of terra firma. Of course, it's literally called a plane because it flies over a plane and assumes a flat non-rotating surface, uh, as in every single patent of a plane ever assumes that. Uh, pilots are trained on a target generation or generation facility, which assumes a flat non-rotating surface and it negates the gravity vector. So really, uh, bluntly, um, being a pilot in no way does anything but gives firsthand testimony to physical evidence of the Earth being flat. This is because the efficacy of the use case of flying a plane is actually physical evidence whenever it is successful because it assumes a flat and non-rotating surface. You have to account for convexity and terra firma. You have to account for movement. You have to account for this mystical Coriolis that's pseudoscientific nonsense. And none of that's the case. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's pretty much like I always say, the globe earth actually has the burden of proof, right? So they're making a positive claim of where we live contrary to all empirical evidence. So when I say the Earth's stationary, I have literally all empirical evidence to back that up. Um, you actually claim something antithetical to all empirical evidence as that we're moving. So you have the evidence or you have the burden of proof, right? Because you're making the claim antithetical to empirical evidence. It's the same thing with the movement. It's the same thing with the convexity rate. It's the same thing with space being a vacuum that we can go to. So objectively in an intellectual forum, you know, the globe Earth proponent has the burden of proof. And there is no physical empirical evidence of even the potentiality of any of these things. Water bending convexly around the exterior of a spinning object in a vacuum with pressure adjacent to a near-perfect vacuum, void of physical containment. Um, water bending convexly in and of itself is an impossibility because of fluid statics. So where the debate goes from here will be kind of, you know, it'll be on the globe proponent because, again, they have the burden of proof. So that's pretty much it. I guess in conclusion, I will say... Um, Presuppositions and reifications don't mean anything. Telling you to create a fairy tale as to how it could work or how you think it, it works uh, doesn't mean anything. So like, oh, we don't feel it moving, but this is why. Well, that's just a pseudoscientific presupposition of begging the question fallacy. Reification fallacies are uh, insufficient when discussing something as as big as a you know definitive natural claim. You're making definitive claims about the natural world. We natural empirical evidence. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. The Earth's provably a geocentric stationary plane until proven otherwise. 
You got it. Thank you very much. Wits it gets it. We'll kick it over to Paul for his opening as well. Thanks so much, Paul. The floor is all yours. Yeah, thanks, Austin, for that. I do agree with you that um, flying a plane um, making a difference to the to the globe. Um, it'll all work on a flat surface and it'll work on uh, a globe surface as well. I just need to put my headset in because I just want to do a little presentation. And sometimes when I share my screen, I lose the volume, so I won't be able to hear you. So I'll just put my headset in and then I can still hear you. Right, can you hear me still? Right, lovely. Right, I just need to go to share screen. Right, can you see that? I think, uh, let's see, the window that we're seeing is the zoom window. I think you might have uh, clicked on the auxiliary zoom window instead of the PowerPoint. Right, and, or it might be your browser, actually. So I think, let me try this really quick. What I'll do is pop you out of uh, screen share and then I think if you try the same method you did I think it might just be a different window that you were trying to show us right so I click on the share screen yes mm -hmm. yep Um, that's, uh, I think that's still just like the zoom. Yeah. Just a minute. Let's see if I can. Here we go. What's that like now? Should be a PowerPoint window. Not quite yet. Right, just a minute. Let me close that. Right, so I clicked on share screen. What's that like? It's the PowerPoint I'm trying to share. Yeah, I think that uh, what you'd want to do is, so like once you click on the old green screen share button, then you'd just kind of look like Zoom will give you like an option to choose from all the different windows that you have on your computer. And you'd, yeah, it's not giving me the, unfortunately, it's not giving me the PowerPoint window. Is it, and the PowerPoint window is for sure up? No, it's not coming up. All right, let me just have a look. wonder if I open the PowerPoint. And then go to share. Right, so that now should come up with the PowerPoint, yeah? Yes, absolutely. All right, brilliant. We got there eventually. Yep. 
Right, so as uh, as Austin said in his opening statement, he doesn't feel that he holds the burden of proof. And I actually agree with him. He doesn't hold the burden of proof because he's not claiming the shape of the Earth. What he's doing is uh, he doesn't accept the globe Earth. Uh, and I've also noticed in a few of his um, debates, he said that um, he would like one single piece of evidence that follows the scientific method. So what is the scientific method? You start off by asking a question, do some background, background research, construct an hypothesis, test your hypothesis by doing an experiment, analyze your data and draw a conclusion. Report your results, was your hypothesis correct? So we're gonna shoot back in time a couple of thousand years, and I know you've heard this one before, what's it? Ask a question, Aristotle's Aristosthenes, whilst working as a librarian, learned that during the summer solstice, the sun cast no shadow in Serene, but in, in Alexandra, at the same time, the sun did cast a shadow. Why? Do background research. Aristosthenes knew the distance from Alexandra to Serene to be 500 miles or 800 kilometers. Aristosthenes measured the difference in the angles of the, and the shadows in Alexandra and Serene. Construction hypothesis. With the information he had collected, Aristosthenes, using simple geometry, hypothesized the Earth was a globe. Test the, this hypothesis. Let's shoot forward now a thousand plus years. At this time in Europe, shipbuilding had come a long way. Navigation needed to improve as ships travel further away from land. You can never cross the ocean unless you have the courage to lose the sight of the shore said the Italian explorer, Christopher Columbus. Latitude and longitude. By, by using latitude and longitude lines on a globe, we can split the globe into sections that can give positions on any part of that globe. Latitude lines go from the equator north and south in degrees. The equator is zero degrees latitude. So this is the equator, you can see my mouth and the latitude lines run south and north in degrees. Longitudes move west to east from the prime meridian, which is in Greenwich, England. And that is the zero degrees latitude. So you've got zero degrees latitude. And uh, the, from the equator moving upwards. These degrees can be broken down even further. So we can have degrees, minutes and seconds. For example, 41 degrees north, 24 minutes and 12 seconds. East, two degrees, 10 minutes, 26 seconds will put you in Barcelona. Finding latitude and longitudes. Sailors find, find their latitude by using celestial objects such as, such as the North Star. Finding longitude was more difficult. To find longitude, you need to know the time in Greenwich and the time where you are. We know the sun moves across the sky at 15 degrees per hour. If it's midday in Greenwich and only 1,000 hours at your location, you are 30 degrees west of Greenwich. If it's 1,400 hours at your location, you are 30 degrees east of Greenwich. This was a problem for sailors as they didn't have an accurate way of telling the time. 
Along came John Harrison, who invented the moon chronometer, solving this problem of finding longitude. And just for the, uh, the UK uh, viewers, if you look at the picture to the right, and you remember watching Only Fools and Horses, this was the watch that they found which made them millionaires. Analyze the data. Modern navigation charts used by sailors and pilots use charts with, with latitude and longitude. We know these charts work as they are used successfully by thousands of people every day. These charts only work on a globe Earth as the longitude lines get closer together the further north or south you go from the equator. Navigation charts don't fit on a flat Earth. All the latitude and longitude lines need to all join up and remain the correct distance. If you look at the flat earth map on the right, which is quite often used by flat earthers, you've got the longitude lines running from uh, north to south, and the equator would be around about here. So the fit going north, because the, the longitude lines get shorter the further you go up, but if you look, the further south they go, the more they get wider apart. That does not fit with the navigational charts. All navigational charts correspond with the globe. So this model would not work. Can the globe be falsified? Fundamental to science is the concept of hypotheses being falsified. How can my hypotheses I've just presented be falsified? Number one, Show how navigation charts fit on the flat earth without any alterations to the charts. Number, number two, show how the navigational charts don't work in the real world. And number three, show how navigation charts don't fit the globe. And if you look at the picture on the right, this is uh, what I've drawn out myself. So we've got the equator here, and this is the Northern Hemisphere. And as you can see, all the longitudinal lines from the equator going up get narrower. Going south of the equator, the longitudinal lines also need to get narrower, and this is the only way I could make it work. And as you can see, if you were to follow that model, you've got gaps here and gaps here, which will not fit with the natural world. If you remove these and look at that shape and then fold these backwards, guess what you've got? A globe. That's demonstrating that the navigational charts used by sailors and pilots with the longitudinal and latitude lines would not fit on a flat earth and would only fit on the globe. Report the results then. After looking at all the data, the only conclusion is the earth is a globe. Stop sharing that bit. Thank you very much. And also want to remind you folks, forgot to mention it earlier, we are pumped as in the next month, we are scheduling it for sometime in February, in March, Matt Dillahunty will be returning to debate Samuel Nassan on whether or not Jesus fulfilled prophecy. You don't want to miss that, folks. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and be sure to hit that notification bell so you get all notifications because you won't want to miss that one live, and that's coming up in March, as mentioned. So with that, gentlemen, thanks very much for your openings, and what we're going to do is open it up to open conversation. The floor is all yours.
All right, so I'll just go ahead and start. So your first uh, PowerPoint slide, you said Austin likes to talk about science and I like to see one piece of scientific evidence for the globe. And yeah, that's correct. I do say that. And science is not some subjective thing that you can type it on a PowerPoint and change the definition of it, right? It's called the Socratic method. We have agreed upon defined terms so that we actually are, you know, productive. And science is, has a very, uh, you know, definable uh, parameter to it, right? So you have your naturally occurring observable phenomena. That's your first step. So if, if you don't have that, you're not even in the ballpark of science, bro. Yeah, Austin, I'm not here to actually debate you on science. I've basically done the PowerPoint, putting out a presentation to why I think that the Earth is a globe. Okay. Um, I've demonstrated, I believe, um, why I believe that it's a globe. Can you debunk what I've just said? Can you make the navigational sure. charts fit on a flat surface? Sure. Well, for one, I was going to go through your PowerPoints one by one, but we can skip around. And you you just basically conceded um, you believe the Earth's a globe. Yeah, well, I did too, bro. I was taught the Earth's a globe. This isn't a belief. It's about empirical verifiability and falsifiability. You touched on that. Something must be falsifiable in order to even be considered to be viable. Right. But if you want to talk about the navigation chart, sure, whatever, they use Cartesian coordinate systems and every map that exists is flat and they all go based off of Polaris and then the sky. In fact, longitude and latitude are derivative of the motion, the cyclical nature of the sky. The sky moves. It, the Earth doesn't move. You just say that the sky is not moving, the Earth is moving and that it's a ball. Then you take the Cartesian coordinates at a Z axis with the presupposition of sphericity and then you map it out. And so in addition to that, there is no such thing as like, you know, land layout in a globe projection that isn't disproportionate so you know basically implicit in your claim is that like traveling using a globe is real efficient and that's patently false and there is no such thing as a globe projection that isn't disproportionate and whenever they actually navigate they assume cartesian coordinates with x and y coordinates to their local positioning system so you know, that's just, uh, once again, I, I preface by saying just presupposing the Earth's a ball and then telling me, look, we traveled and we mapped it down on a theoretical ball doesn't actually do anything but beg the question. Well, no, because if you look at any navigational charts, like I explained before, when you look at the longitudinal lines on these charts, they correspond exactly with the globe. Because the globe, yeah. sir, was the globe yeah. was designed based on that. Hmm. Right. So, of course it does. Yeah, so they, they follow exactly what's on the globe, these, these do. If you lay all these charts, if you lay all these charts out flat, if you had a big enough space to lay all these charts out, that is the shape that they will follow. Is that so, where we live? Do we live on that? Well, that's that's well. if it's flat, yes, that's what we'd have to live on. Mm, that's inaccurate. Uh, there's no such thing mm. as an accurate map because yes, it, it, but, it, but it's if you put these accurate. together, you'll get a globe, which follows... No, you know. Which they all follow exactly what is on the globe and the globes behind you. They all yeah, we, follow exactly. Speaking of these, we're getting people to sign these and we're selling them, but you know what's on the bottom of all of them? Not hmm. for educational purposes. This is not an accurate representation of reality whatsoever, and it's actually admitted by the people that produce them, manufacture them. You wouldn't them use these for navigation, no. Let's you wouldn't never use them up these. then. They're no, you wouldn't use them for navigation, but because, because the detail is too small. I mean, you look at this this here. You've got the UK there. How the hell could you use that for navigation? No, 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 no. Sir, sir, that's not why they're not good. They're not accurate. They're admittedly they disproportionate. What these say. When I look at this and I look at the longitudinal lines on here, they, they match up. Do you, do you know why? Go on. Okay, well, I'll tell you why they match up. Because, again, longitude and latitude are derivative of, meaning derived 
from the sky's movement. So they took the movement, then the sky, locations relative to their positioning throughout different times of the year with the sky, and then they reverse engineered a model assuming the globe Earth and then mapped out the longitude and latitude lines with an assumed Z axis. So then to take the model mapped around it and say, this is, it works. Of course it works. It was made after the fact, reverse engineering, derivative of the sky cyclical nature. So this is a presupposition. This is a begging the question fallacy. But if all navigational charts, like I say, that like like this one, for instance, I can't open it because it's massive, but all these navigational charts correspond to what is on this globe. And like I've just said, if you lay all these charts out on the ground and you correspond all the longitudinal and latitude lines together so they are all touching, you will get that shape. That shape is the flat shape of a globe because, like I said, if you fold these, these back in, guess what you've got? You've got yourself the globe is bending that piece of paper somehow giving me empirical evidence that the earth's a ball sir because they say 70 percent of its water and water finds its level we've measured the earth accurate, it's not a globe if this is so. accurate and you could successfully navigate around the around the globe with this that's flat bro yes i know it is and that's what it'll look like if you join them all together which corresponds to this and that's because there's no such thing as a completely if you, lay them, map. if you lay them all flat they will all join up when you get to the southern hemisphere, they will look. It will look like that. Is but there is the globe map accurate? Is the what? Is As the, in the globe, globe map accurate? The globe, you mean, or the navigation? Yeah, is the globe accurate? Is the is the land layout on the globe accurate? It's an accurate representation of the Earth, but you wouldn't use no, it's it not. In navigation. No, no, no. But I'm asking you a point of question, right? Is the land layout on a globe accurate? Yes. It's objectively not, sir. It's not even close to being accurate. You can go to actualsize.com. It will show you the true sizes of the continents as you drag them over. So there's a disproportionate nature of land layout inherent with any map in the world. There is errors in all, in all maps, but the, the errors isn't, isn't that bad that you can't navigate by it. That's what I'm saying. There, oh. there is errors, but it still, still perfectly works fine for navigation. And, like and I a say, flat map doesn't work? Is that what you're saying? No, the flat map doesn't work. That's what I'm it saying. does work. Okay, so this proves nothing. This goes in the basket of oh, works on both models. So do it we doesn't have work on both models because on the flat model, the Earth must look like that. It must do. It can only look one or the two. If Wait, it's do you flat, know? It must look like that. Wait, do you know where the Earth ends? Where does the Earth end? We're not even allowed to go past the 60th south latitude. How can I accurately lay out of proportionate land masses if I don't know the actual proximity of the Earth? How do you mean we can't go past? This? It's illegal to privately and freely explore past the 60th South Latitude because all no, the world's not. major nations got no, together and said that it is, sir. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Okay, well, in 2014, you, 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 you can book a trip to um to Antarctica now. That is not what I said. I, I said freely and privately explore it, bro. Not not like go on a tour because I called and got approved and paid twenty thousand dollars to go see one yeah, little yes. section. They told me that's a joke. Yeah, I mean, for a start off, it's very cold. It's it, it would be a very dangerous place just to turn up on the, on oh. a whim and start wandering about. Bro, I can climb and, and Mount it's, Everest. It's, also, it's also one of the last places on the earth that has been virtually untouched by man. Uh, by man. So no, they don't want thousands of people just mocking uh, turning up there. But you, you can get... go past. Oh, well, for a start off, each year, I think it's done each year. They do uh, a race round the uh, round the Antarctic. Yeah, sailboats. Yeah, I know all about. Them. I've done the math on all of them. So where I've seen I have seen the route, yeah. The route doesn't go around an ice cap, bro. It comes down and comes back up north. So 
that's non sequitur to proving the earth's a ball. So we can try again. It's illegal to privately and freely explore six, past the 60 south latitude. It's called the Antarctic Treaty and subsequent legislation has been signed. What? That, if you look at the picture, that is the route yeah. that they take. Okay. Have you seen it mapped out on a flat projection with the northern continent above it? The actual route mapped out? Have you seen it? It comes down and pops back up north. So we can't verify that little ice cap, bro. You're asking me to believe stories, dude. I don't, I don't believe stories, man. I want empirical evidence. I thought this was where we were getting evidence for the first time. We haven't gotten any. We've gotten stories of how that the route actually goes around the ice cap. The evidence I presented, my my argument basically is, and the evidence I've got, is that if navigational charts work, which they do, we all know navigational charts work, people use use thousands of times each day. For thousands and thousands of years. Right. Okay, well, everyone knew the earth was a geocentric nation. No, hang on, no. The navigational chart that I'm talking about hasn't been used for thousands of of years. Is it more accurate than the old ones? I'm talking about navigational charts which have longitude and latitude lines on them. So do the old ones. They correspond with what the globe model is. But the old ones had it too. And they work. If these work, and they're proven to work, and if you laid them all out flat... That is what it would look like. Now, why do you I think keep saying both that? agree because that's what it would look like. If you laid them all out flat, so all the longitude and latitude lines join up, that is the only shape that you, you are going to get. If you well, you don't know flat. the true proximity of the land masses, bro. We can't privately explore the earth. Basically, like I've just said if, if you lay all these maps out, that is the shape that you will get. And that why do you just keep saying that, bro? You, you're just, just saying that. I don't you're understand how you that. cannot see that that, that is correct. It's a baseless assertion. You, you, you would can buy to... all these navigational maps. You can look and you can go and get all these navigational maps and join them up and find out yourself. They all join up and they all marry up with this. So how did, okay, for one, are you saying that we know for a 100% proportionate land layout and the proximity of the entire earth so that we can make some type of depiction of it from an orthographic view? Or are you just making baseless assertions, skating past the fact that I can't privately explore that area, bro? So you have to know the whole Earth just, to be able just to project because you can't Earth. privately exp- exp- explore Antarctica. I don't see how that's relevant. It's, well, it's I don't blindly believe it's, it's the one part bro. on the Earth that is undisturbed by man, and they would like to keep it that way. Yeah. So for thousands of years, for all recordable histories, humans have fought over every square inch of land, every resource they can get their hands on, every village they can rape and pillage for every single type of power motive in the world. But when it comes to a huge land land mass with tons of resources that are completely untapped, not one of the world's superpowers decided to go try to take it over. They've all agreed to put all their sides or all their differences aside, even though they hate each other and are supposedly geopolitical adversaries, and then agree to not let any of us little peasants go privately explore because because, well, they can tell us what the earth is. We shouldn't be able to verify for ourselves. I don't blindly believe the government, bro. They set up wars and admit that they fake false flag attacks. I don't I don't trust the government, bro. We need empirical evidence. Okay, do you want to move on to something else then, apart from the uh, the, the, the navigational charts? Yeah, because navigational charts have been used for thousands of years, sir, and everyone knew the earth was flat, and it uses the North Star to stay in the center for all recordable history. And you well, brought up Paris to too. Like I said, that's the shape you get, which... Okay. Turns out to be a globe. Okay. No, it doesn't. That globe means nothing. So Aristophanes, you brought that up in your first. Do you, do you actually think Aristophanes is sufficient empirical evidence that the Earth's a ball that defies physics? No, I mean some people don't actually um, believe that Aristophanes did it. I just use that as an example, as in the asking of a question. So whether he asked the question or somebody else asked that question, uh, it doesn't matter. The question was was asked. 
So you agree Aristophanes is just some fairy tale people made up to push the pseudoscientific Jesuit religion that says that we're spinning in a vacuum? Who, who actually did it, I think, is irrelevant. The question was asked of why do you get shadows in one area? He didn't. He didn't even do it. Well, if he didn't do it, somebody else did it. The question who did it? Asked. The question is, is why at a certain time of, time of the year do you get shadows in one place and you don't get shadows in another place? Or if you're in one part of the um, the globe or the earth and you move to another point, at the same time, shadows will be different between them two different points. That's they would be the different question. on a flat earth too, sir. That's what? They would be different on a flat earth too. Yeah, I know what you're going to say if the sun is closer. Yeah, so... I said in my preface, if you just presuppose the Earth's a magic spinning cartoon ball that defies physics, that doesn't yeah, so, evidence so of it. The hypothesis that I mentioned was, is that the, he assumed that the Earth was a globe, and then he put it to the test by going through what I've just said, by having longitude, latitude lines, mapping out the uh, the globe, putting it onto yeah. navigational charts. Then That's navigational right. charts fit with the globe. The navigational charts are successful. They work. Therefore, the shape of the Earth must be the globe, or it's a starship. Bro, what in the world kind of logic was that, bro? You just ran off the railroad tracks there. No, if, Aristophanes, if can I respond, sir? Hey, can I respond? Go on. Aristophanes wasn't even a real person, for all I know. There's no primary documentation of this at all. There's not even primary documentation. You're telling me a fairy tale, sir. And then you keep on saying, but he did this, and it proved it was a globe. But it's literally a fairy tale. Then when I press no, you I'm on that, I'm it doesn't you matter people. if he did it, someone else did it. He assumed a distant no, sun and parallel rays. It doesn't matter who model. did it, it's, assumed... it's whether the question was asked, and the question yeah. has been asked. We all ask that question. We've then built up a model on the globe, we've mapped it out, we've developed navigational charts which follow the globe, and Wrong. they work. They work. So Dude, navigational, navigational charts were here just already, a, bro. Dory, I, I love your guys' enthusiasm, but just, just to get to hear the, the rest from Paul, I think Paul was maybe mid-thought, if you had any more you were adding to that, Paul. No, it's just it's the same thing. I think we we might as well move on to something else because he's not going to accept the uh, the navigational charts. Like I say, I'll just end it by saying if navigational charts work, if you lay them navigational charts out onto the ground and join them all together, that is the shape that you've got, which is a, which is basically a two a two dimensional representation of a three D object, which is the globe. Join them that way, it, it ends up being the globe again. Sir, sir, I'm trying not, I'm really trying not to be disrespectful, but I don't care about your origami, bro. Like it means nothing. So we need yeah. empirical evidence. Dude, navigation using the celestial alignment of the cyclical nature of the stars has been going on for thousands of years. Polaris has been in the center the whole time. You claim we're spinning and revolving, shooting 500,000 miles per hour with around the sun through space while the galaxy shoots 1.3 billion miles an hour. I, 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 I was actually you just claiming, been, I was actually just, uh, I, I came on here basically to argue about the shape of the Earth, not what the Earth's doing or whether it's rotating. But if we want to okay. go down that route, you can do so. Well, you keep okay, saying there's a globe. We're, we're rotating. We're, okay, we're rotating. So yeah, for you to have gravity, it has to be spinning. So you can't have your globe Earth fairy tale that defies physics without it spinning because it creates the centripetal or centrifugal, which they changed their mind because they're pseudoscientific psychopaths, based on the attraction of mass particles relative to the center of mass. And its movement is what causes the gravitational resultant of the bending and warping of fabric to concepts, which is a reification fallacy. So... You have to be spinning, my man. If that's what your model says, that's why the stars look like they move. Hmm. So that's it. There's no pick and choose here. 
but we can get right to the heart of the issue if you want to. The earth isn't curving, dude. I mean, I've been testing it all over the coast for like the last three weeks. We, there's no curvature anywhere. So why do, why do you we, think you would see curvature uh, from actually with you being stood on the earth? Why would you see curvature? Because the size it's called, of you to the size of the earth, you're not going to see curvature. That's inaccurate, bro, because it's geometry, right? So they didn't just claim the earth's the magic spinning cartoon ball that defies physics and that you came from nothing. They actually claimed a specific size. They claimed dimensions. They claimed a radius value. They claimed a circumference value. Do you, do you know what the claimed radius is? About 3,900 miles, something along. Yeah, 3,959. So based on that, which is, of course, the distance from the center to the edge, right? The circumference of a circle or a ball right? Center to edge. So that's the maximum extension of the earth's dimensions. So it has to curve at a certain rate. And that's 1.225 times the square root of the observer's height in feet. Hmm. So that means at one foot, the square root of one is one. I should see the earth curving from one foot off the ground at 1.2 miles away. Well, we have an observation off the coast of Cali, one foot off the ground, the horizon's over 10 miles away. So the radius value would have to be over a quarter million miles. They claim it's under four thousand. It's not no, even because close. on, on the just... earth you, you you are you obviously are aware that we do have a thing called refraction. So things can be refracted back up into view. So so you're saying that that was a result of refraction? Yes. Okay. And I take um, it you will do you not agree that refraction takes place? Uh, no, refractions obviously takes place. That's the only reason that we have the phenomenon. So, of the so then. So then I wouldn't use um, that as an argument for the globe because depending on uh, the globe or whether the Earth is actually flat because refraction occurs. So some days you might only see four or five miles, some days you might see nine miles, some days you might see less than that. It's going to vary each day depending on the conditions of the weather. So Welcome to flat Earth, bro. So you can't use that as an argument for... That's the, a flat Earth argument. You just made a flat Earth argument. See, this is the difference. I know that... No, I wouldn't horizon, use that as an argument for either. But you're wrong because... I know that the horizon is just an apparent location where the sky appears to meet the ground. It's an optical effect based on observer height, atmospheric conditions, et cetera. It's not a real place. It constantly moves. It's an optical effect. But yeah. in your globe Earth religion, it has to be a real place. It's a tangible physical obstruction of convexity of terra firma, or Earth curvature. Totally different. You have a physical, yeah. tangible place that has to stay there based on the radius value. I know that the horizon constantly moves throughout the day. Throughout yeah, so what, what you're saying is there must, be, there must be a geometric horizon. Yeah. Yes. I will agree there must be a geometric horizon. But Where's it at, bro? It's well, it's, it's not the horizon, but the distance is going to change depending on on um, the atmospheric conditions. Only on a flat earth. Into. Only on a flat earth, though. Why would that change only on a flat earth and not on a globe? Earth? Because on a globe earth, there's a physical, tangible location, a convexity rate of terra firma that does not change, right? So based on atmospheric conditions, right, you can have terrestrial brings, refraction that brings it closer to you. It cannot extend it, and it cannot lift it up and bring it behind oil rigs 10 miles away because looming an optical effect that's resulting of refraction that we do know about and have quantified quite thoroughly is actually relative to the horizon. It's an object relative to the horizon. The horizon cannot loom relative relative to the horizon that is retarded so like the, the main problem here is you're saying yeah there has to be a geometric horizon we just never see it is that we do we ever see the geometric horizon because if not how do we know it's there bro if, if we if we got rid of the atmosphere yes you would be able to with it if we lived on a on the so, planet with no atmosphere yes you'll be able to see it okay but you're, but you're that's just a very refraction it moves okay and if i if we were able to go fly at three thousand meters without any intervention from a plane, Superman would come visit us. Like it doesn't, dude, you're just telling me a story. If we had no atmosphere, you mean if we died? 
So we live on Earth with atmosphere, bro. Mm -hmm. And so you're just so making your so claim unfalsifiable, so, which goes so against your atmospheric refraction. So because we live on the Earth with an atmosphere, we do experience atmospheric refraction. Okay. So the apparent horizon that you're looking at is going to change depending on what the refraction rate is for that day. Okay. It's called terrestrial refraction. If you're saying that the geometric horizon optically moves over 10 times too far. The geometric horizon doesn't move. The apparent horizon that you're looking at moves. Well, apparent horizons were done and that's all we ever see. You're claiming geometric horizon, but we never see it. So we're just supposed to believe you. And you're making your claim unfalsifiable. But you said in your own PowerPoint that science and any type of empirical claims must be falsifiable. But you just made your claim unfalsifiable. How have I made it unfalsifiable? You said if there's no atmosphere on Earth, you'd see it. Yes, you would do. But that's because making we your live, claim unfalsifiable. Because we live on the Earth with an atmosphere, you're always going to experience, no matter what time of day it is, some sort of atmospheric refraction. Welcome to flat Earth, bro. That's my point. We know that. But you claim there's a physical curve that we're spinning on. So, like, we're trying to get to that point. Where is the curve, dude? Like, is the horizon physical or is it just apparent? To you as the observer, it will be apparent because depending on refraction. Okay. So do you agree that if you're claiming that the horizon was extended back 10 times too far optically, then that would be terrestrial refraction, right? Yeah, it, it isn't going to be, be a lot of refraction because um, one degree on the Earth is uh, 90 to 16 nautical miles or 69 miles. So one degree of curvature is only 69 miles away. So to refract something up over the horizon of, of nine miles is only a very small percentage of curvature. It's, it's, it's not even half a degree of curvature that you're looking over. Degree, what does it matter? It's uh, like plenty of feet that should be blocking your it view. Doesn't like matter about the, the, it doesn't matter about it doesn't the feet. Matter. It doesn't matter about the distance. It matters about how many degrees of that curvature is being brought oh, back. How do, you, how do you determine degree? How do you determine one degree? Oh, you have to know the Earth's dimension. So you're presupposing what you're claiming to prove right now. Once again, I'm telling you, that's all this is, bro. Every single quote-unquote evidence is a presupposition of the globe. All of it. I've been researching it for five years, bro. Yes. I'm, obviously, my argument is always going to presuppose that the globe exists, yes. Well, that's stupid, man, because like, but if the, if that the, means you could then, be wrong. Right, then, if the globe does exist, if we do, if we do live on a globe, then one degree of refraction would actually, which isn't a lot, would be 69 miles. Now you're talking about this refraction that you've you've seen, which is nine miles away, this oil rig that's nine miles away, that, that has been refracted back up above the horizon so that you can see it. Nine miles in degrees, if we live on a globe Earth, is a fraction of a degree of refraction. Okay, but you didn't, all you it's did nothing. was reiterate your presupposition, bro. Like, what does that mean, man? Like, really be honest. You're just presupposing the model, telling me theoretically how it would work and how somehow we don't ever observe any physical empirical evidence of your physical empirical claims. You're claiming to empirically know and to physically know that the Earth's a ball with certain dimensions and a certain speed and within a certain type of fabric, yet you can't even substantiate that it's, it's a curving surface. Like, I don't see how I'm on the unfounded position here. The only thing you have to rely on is NASA. The, the governments of the world. Like, that's all you have to rely on. When you fly no, your plane, no. you fly we, over we, a flat we, earth, bro. We, we believe that the uh, the earth was a globe well before NASA came on the uh, on the scene. That's not true. Actually, uh, a few decades before that was the first time it was even taught in the U.S. So it's like a hundred-year deception. Whenever you fly your plane, do you ever account for a curvature? No. Do you ever account for Coriolis or Earth spin? No. 
you ever see the earth curving? No. So you see, you see why we need some empirical evidence, man. I can't believe but, NASA, man. But, they brought Nazis. I don't, I don't, I don't see why. I don't know why you think we would we would actually see uh, or why I would see curvature. When I'm flying, I'm only flying at roughly about 4,000 feet. That's I'm that's all I'm I'm flying. Above this this globe here, 4,000 feet above that above that globe is literally going to be virtually touching it. So I'm not going to see curvature. I'm going to be literally right down down here. If you look at the the height of the um, International Space Station, I think it's something like about 240 miles ish. 252. To what? 252. Right, so it's 252, 252 miles up. That is going to be about that high. If it was flying around the equator, that's how high it is off the equator. That's super high, bro. That's not super high. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Because if I go up off of a surface that's curving in any and all directions around me, omnidirectional, yeah, it's going down and away from me. As I go up, I would see it go down and away from me and physically obstruct my view. This can be replicated a thousand different ways. But when it comes to this globe Earth that defies physics, brought to you by Jesuit priests, apparently everything changes and we don't see the Earth curving as we go up above a ball that bends down away from us. That makes no sense. We would objectively you, you would see. You need to be far away, geometry. a lot further away than that to see a distinct curve. You, I mean, I've never been up into the uh, International Space Station. You might be able to see you, some. No one else has either, bro. You're not alone. <laughs> no one's been there, haven't they? No, not at all. They yeah, they have glitches all these and VRs and what like you know how many people have even claimed to go past low earth orbit in the history of mankind? Twenty-four people. Do you think that twenty-four people could lie? Yes. Of course. Especially mm -hmm. when they're compartmentalized on a need to know basis in the military, right? That's what the military does. It's called need to know. So yeah, people could lie. Uh, and you're right, these people could be lying, but to get the rest of the world to lie along with them. There's not just the uh, NASA as a space station. There's all these other space agencies. You've got Russia. They must know. They've sent people into space, so they must know what the shape of the Earth is. Is so, it possible Russia's government lies? Yes, but are they going to collaborate with uh, with the, the USA? What about China? They've got a space agency. They're all lying as well. So yeah. all these governments don't get along. Absolutely. But for some reason, they're all deciding to lie over the ship. Yeah, Earth. well, you they told you they didn't get along and that they all live on this magic spinning ball that defies physics. But they seem to all get along enough to say that we can't privately explore past the 60th south latitude. They seem to all put their differences aside you, you, you for that. You can go past there. You just, you just can't turn up willy-nilly and just decide to turn up there. You can... Uh, arrange a trip to go there you, no, can you can't bring mechanical equipment water supply fuel supply if you can be arrested without due process they can search and seize any vessel i'll send you the 2014 legislation from the u.s you literally you don't get due process they can search and seize anything if you try to warn someone that they're going to seize it. them you can get arrested i've got that's it. from 1950s yeah no that is from 2016 well okay okay not the original in our treaty what about it I'm just saying, I've, I've got the copy of it. Oh, well, 2014, the U.S. legislation tells you that you can't go, bro, that they'll seize you. And my question is, dude, why? Because you do agree that if there's a ball, it'd be really easy to prove and, it, right? We just come up over the other end of the ball, Is, is that actually written in the treaty, then, is it? No, no, no. What I said in a 2014 subsequent legislation, so it's like the U.S. just adds rules to it on throughout the years and i can send it to you but the antarctic treaty says yes this adheres to all land or water beyond 60 south latitude including the ice shelves and that you can be intercepted um and then they come with all kinds of nonsense reasons to save the penguins because no humans touched it we could melt the ice because of global warming which is not, not to save the penguins it's to basically like i've said antarctica is one of the last untouched um 
places on earth and we want to keep it that way. So you think it's just a coincidence that the one thing that could definitively prove the earth was a ball was circumnavigated north to south over a south pole, but we're not allowed to do it. You think it's just a coincidence that all of the world's well, nations say, have According conspired. to that, that, that sailing race, they do go around it. No, they are allowed they to go on a predetermined approved route where they come down south and go back north. I know their route photographically. I've had, had this conversation so many times. They do not go over an ice, ice cap on the bottom no, of the ball. they don't go over it. They go around it. They say they go around it, and they go down south and go back up north, and you can see the literal route projected based relative to South America right above it. So that's what you have to see, the full map and where they go, not just a picture of an ice cap presupposing there's a ball with a circle drawn around it. That means nothing. They go down south, and they come back up north. It's very provable. They release their route openly. So their own website shows you that they go south and back up north. So, uh, dude, the thing is, man, the earth has to be curving, bro. They say there's 70% water. How is the water bending all over the earth, but we never see it anywhere, bro? I don't get it. That's gravity, but you don't agree with gravity. You know, do you know why? Go on. Wow, why, why you don't agree with gravity? No, I don't know why you don't. Yeah, well, the theory of relativity, which is what superseded 1915 Newtonian physics, right? It's just a reification fallacy. It's pseudoscience. It claims that Space and time have physical properties of bending and warping and dilating, right? Those are physical properties. But space is a concept, conceptual privation. It's the idea of an area of void of material. And then we attribute dimensions, descriptives, dimensions to it, which is also conceptual. And then we have time, the conceptual uh, quantification of passing, derivative of the sky and its motion and then the sun and the moon and their motions. So we've come up with numbers to quantify passing. Those are all concepts, literally. Those are both concepts, literally. So how can concepts have physical properties of bending and warping and dilating? They cannot. That's called a reification fallacy. So it's 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 inadmissible on its face. So yeah, I don't I don't I don't believe in pseudoscience, bro. Do, do you do you agree that if you drop something, it falls down? Yeah, absolutely. That's Typically, gravity. No, not a balloon. What you just said. Is it helium what balloon? I mean by gravity. What if I drop a helium balloon? Sorry. What about when I drop a helium balloon? Yeah, that will go up. So then not everything goes. It's down. lighter than air. Okay, no, there's still so there's still there's still gravity affected it. The gravity mm -hmm. will slow its will slow its ascent because of gravity, but it will still oh. go up. How can you say slowest ascent unless you have a parameter or a standard to compare it to to its original speed, which you do not? This is just another baseless assertion. So not everything goes down, but yeah, things equilibrium, they're inherently electrostatic, and density is the primary causal agent. It has nothing to do with the magic fabric that bends and warps of concepts. So yeah, things go down, they seek equilibrium. It's natural law. Pressure mediation. So if things things go down because they're just seeking equal, well, I yeah. mean, if that's what you want to call why things go down, you call it that. I'll just call it gravity. Well, it's not why. Why? Why, as, why do things? As long as we both experience the same experience, that's all that matters. What you call it is irrelevant. Well, no, but see, gravity claims all this nonsense relative to the center of the pseudoscientific fairy tale ball, where people think that now they came from rocks and then they don't know the creator's real. So it's not just like uh, whatever. We you know we got to figure this out. So. It, it's not adding up. Are you not seeing my point? Not at all, no. Okay. Let's do this. So if the Earth is actually a ball that spins around in a vacuum and we have 14.7 PSI at the surface, do you agree that there would have to be something that contains that pressure? So, to some extent, yes, that something is holding that pressure there, yes. Right. And you would say that's gravity, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm going to point out one of the millions of things wrong with gravity. I already told you 
very specifically what was wrong with it. It's a reification fallacy. It doesn't even hold intellectual viability. But so if I take gas out of a container and take off the top of it on the surface level, which is closest to the center of mass, which means gravity is the strongest there, and gas will seek equilibrium instantaneously, omnidirectional, infinite vectors, bam, everywhere, where gravity is the strongest. Am I supposed to believe that if I go hundreds of miles above the surface of the Earth, where gravity is way weaker because it's much further away from the center of mass, all of a sudden, it's going to be able to prevent the natural law of seeking equilibrium of those gas particles, even though it's weaker and didn't do it where it was stronger? So how, so how would you explain the fact that the higher you go, the less pressure we have? Well, there is a plethora of potential answers there, but really what you just did is non sequitur, right? So that's a red herring because you're asking about delta X and we're asking about X, the antecedent relationship of gas pressure, not like the quality of it or more so the quantitative nature of it, right? But it doesn't matter. I can answer you. So the necessary antecedent to gas pressure is physical containment. So we have a physical container that has pressure. And then we have a uh, dissipation of gas relative to many things. One of the primary things is that gas is constantly being cycled predominantly at the surface level because we have almost really all vegetation on the surface and humans and animals inhabit the surface. And so there's a cycle of gas and it's constantly going at the surface level. You can, you can actually replicate this with a vacuum chamber, putting it in gas at the bottom they'll have a higher concentration in addition there's electrostatics we'd have to actually know the nature of the uh the firmament and its electromagnetic nature and then we have the sun and the moon which would play a factor then we have temperature changes so heat you know transfer heat transfer would actually affect the dissipation of uh gas as well so really there's a variance and, and, and really i could get more technical right like what people spiral about this stuff but there's an ether and it has a vortexual movement around it and every single thing that we perceive in the material world is relative to that and the pressure mediated from the center so really falsification is independent of replacement, but I gave you plenty of speculations there, but uh, I don't claim those definitively. That's what the globe earth does, just makes up fairy tales and claims their reality. I don't know, sir, but I do know that what they claimed is impossible. Right, I'll try and address that. If uh, basically what you're saying is to have gas pressure, it must be in a container, correct? Correct. Basically, it's pressing against all sides. Yep. Uh, I've got gas container. Mm -hmm. So the pressure in that, is pushing on all, all the sides. Agreed? And that's what's giving that uh, pressure. That's correct. If I was to release this, obviously this pressure would then shoot out into the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. When we look at the globe, or let's say the flat Earth, if there's a dome over the top of it, we, like you said, we experience um, atmospheric pressure on the Earth. If we live on a flat plane and we've got a dome over it, then the pressure at the bottom should be the same as the pressure on the top just as the same as it is, is on here. You would, why would we have a pressure gradient? And also within that system, you must agree that we've got low pressure and high pressure weather systems. So you can have low pressure and high pressure alongside each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what happens? The low pressure system migrates to the high pressure system or the high pressure system the high migrates pressure to the, low, to the pressure. Low, low pressure system. Every single time. Every single time. So it's why doesn't the high pressure then go up? And because and it's relative to the positioning of the low pressure system. So its directionality is relative to the low pressure system where no, it because has if, to... if you're arguing to have uh, gas pressure, it must be in a container so that the yeah. gas pressure is pushing on all sides of that container, causing the pressure. That is the definition. How, how of does pressure. that work if you've got a pressure gradient where if you go higher and higher and higher, you get to almost zero pressure at the top and you still haven't touched the, uh, the dome yet? Okay. Yeah. Why, so effectively, why, what you get pressure, to do is not answer. Even on your model, even on your model, the, the pressure we've got at the surface must be coming from somewhere. Now, 
at the top of that pressure, it's not pushing against anything because it's there's virtually nothing there by the time you've got to this dome, if there is a dome there. What is causing that pressure? Gradient or the pressure? Because the only way you can have pressure is with a container. We just covered that, man. It's the definition of it. Um, and you just went. So basically what you're doing right now. Yes, but the higher you go, you've your got less pressure. pressure. Your hand wave you've still got less bird. pressure. The higher you go, you've still got less pressure. But so less pressure is still pressure, pressure, dude. It's still You still have pressure. The question is, how do you have the pressure? What's the antecedent relationship of pressure? You're trying to skip over that hand wave, dismiss your own burden of proof, and then ask me, a non sequitur, about the gradient, right? Which is a qualitative like relationship of the gas. But we're asking, how do you even have the gas pressure? You was trying to match up the um, the atmospheric pressure to the same of pressure that's in, inside a container. But the both the models don't are both the same. If you've got gas pressure in a container, you've got equal pressure throughout the whole of got that container. But in the, what we experience on the Earth within the atmosphere, we've got different pressures depending on altitude and also depending on weather conditions. That doesn't match the container pressures that you originally talked about. The two okay. don't match. Okay, so basically what you're trying to say is that it would all equalize if the earth was contained. Once yes. again, and, and, and I think this may be the dead end here, I'll reiterate it. Your hand wave dismissing your burden of proof, which is the necessary antecedent to gas pressure. You claim that there's, you claim, you claim this, that there's a gas pressure system adjacent to a near-perfect vacuum of 10 to the negative 17 tour. Of course, we can't even replicate that on no, Earth. No, you have the burden a of proof. Gradient. No, it's, it's a gradient. It's not, it's, not high, it's not a pressure system next to a vacuum. What you've okay. got is a pressure gradient, which gets less and less and less, that, i.e. To go, you, you go until you get to almost a perfect vacuum. Okay, a, any a point, what gradient? High pressure next to a vacuum. A what gradient? What type of gradient? A pressure gradient. Where did you get the pressure, man? What's the antecedent to pressure? It's less and less and less as you go up until you get to almost a perfect vacuum, and you still haven't reached that dome yet. So what is that pressure below that pushing on? You're saying to have gas pressure, it must be in a container, which is pushing on all the sides. We do not experience that on Earth. Even if there is a dome, let's let's say there is a dome over the top of us, that there is. top part of that dome is not creating the pressure below us because the higher you go, that pressure gets less and less. So that dome's not doing anything at the top. You could release, open the, the dome at the top, and that uh, gas pressure, atmospheric pressure, would not rush out. How do you know what's going on at the top, man? You're just saying things. We can't, we can't go that high. Do you believe Nat? Am I supposed to believe NASA for your point again, bro? Like, we, we can't go 252 miles where they claim all these readings of damn near no pressure, but it doesn't really matter because there's still pressure. And you, so you're you still must, whistling you past the graveyard. You sir. must have seen the Mage uh, flight that was done by Mr. Sensible where he sent up a weather balloon with the cameras on, uh, yeah. and which was also reading barometric pressure, which got to almost zero pressure. I can't remember. Almost? Yes. Well, that but doesn't even, help you. If, even space isn't zero. It's, if, if they don't claim that uh, space is a perfect vacuum, so there's well, still some pressure in space. There's no such thing as a perfect vacuum. It's conceptual because there's at least a few hydrogen yeah. atoms per cubic meter in your very top. Vacuum. But that means nothing. That's not my point. All it is is just a pressure gradient just going further and further up. The differential is drastic, sir. It's called entropy. Entropy will increase. It's a natural law. You're making a claim antithetical to natural law. You can't even provide empirical practical demonstration on the earth that I can go verify could even possibly happen. And then you're telling me, no, I don't have to answer how we have the pressure because we have a gradient. And if you can't answer exactly how we have it, even though we won't let you go up there and try to figure out what's up there for yourself, because we control I've, you. I've answered, why, the globe. I've answered why you just won't accept it. What the reason the container is gravity. 
Okay, and then the I ask you. The is gravity. Okay. And, and with your model, right, you're saying that we we have a um, a container over the top of us. You've yeah. still got the same problem that you've got um, different pressures next to each other. You've got high pressure at the bottom, and at the top of uh, Mount Everest, you've got less pressure. Why isn't yeah. the higher pressure at the bottom rushing to the top of Mount Everest? Well, once again, there's a plethora of reasons, predominantly electromagnetic phenomena within the vortexual movement of an Which, which basically, that's just spiral. your word for gravity. You're just, that is just no. what you call gravity. No, no I don't claim that concept. I call it I gravity. You call it whatever you've just said. No, because gravity claims that everything relative to the center of mass of a magic pseudoscientific fairy tale ball that defies physics. I don't claim any of that nonsense. I don't have relative to center of mass. There's no pulling phenomena. It's none of that nonsense. Everything's inherently electrostatic, establishes equilibrium. Density is the primary causal agent. And if you don't have empirical evidence outside of that, you're just making claims. And so I asked you a question about well, the you've pressure, got no you, evidence you, for that. What you just said, you've got no evidence for that. I have, yeah, I have all empirical evidence that everything that exists is electrostatic until you can provide one thing that cannot transfer electrostatic charge. So what you're saying is, is due to the fact that everything is as electrostatic, it is, it's attracted to each other. Them two no, no, no. Electrostatics don't, don't like solely attract. So You're going to have to educate me on this one because I've not heard this one before. How, how, okay, does well, the, how does the electrostatic model that you've just said work? Yeah, it's just simple. Like the Earth's the dielectric plane, which is an electromagnetic field, which is a toroid. And uh, the dielectric plane is where we live, right? And that's the only place that could sustain life. Everything's inherently electrostatic, more specifically dielectric. If you take a balloon, rub it on your head, stick it to the wall, it sticks there, right? So gravity is nowhere to be found, just like when butterflies fly away and bees fly through 50 mile per hour crosswind. Then eventually the balloon loses its charge. It finds its equilibrium back on the dielectric plane. So this is what we can empirically validate. You're making additional claims, but you can't negate for electrostatics, which is known to be 10 to the 39th power stronger than even the claim of gravity. So you can't even what, isolate electrostatics. So, so what, you've just said there, what you've just said there then is, is if I was to get electrostatically charged, then would I, would I wear less? Would you like weigh less? So if, if you you just said if you rub a balloon on your head, it becomes mm. electrostatically charged, so it will stick to something. So if I become electrostatically charged, will I start sticking to something? Well, you'd have to define weight. And yeah, you could effectively levitate using magnetic levitation or quantum locking, which is inherently electrostatics, and this is provable also. Magnetic levitation, yeah. But you'd have to define weight. They say weight is mass time gravity, which is just mass is a reification of gravity quantifying matter, and gravity is again a reification fallacy. But weight's actually relative to vector medium coherency. It's not just a distance. It's not relative to just two masses, which is a fairy tale reifying gravity. So you have to define these terms, and, and weight is misdefined. But like my question still remains, bro. Like, I'm, am I missing something? If I take open a container of gas, dude, it's gonna fill the available space at the surface where gravity is the strongest because it's closest to center of mass. How can that gravity, not right. happen where it's weaker? You've just said there, gravity. Um, no, I'm no, I'm no, I'm from your worldview. Like from your worldview, gravity is the strongest, closest to center of mass because gravity is relative to center of mass, right? Actually, there's a gravity well that bends and warps and dilates relative to the center of mass that spins around, and then it creates a gravity well, and then everything basically falls down in towards the center of mass, free falling around it. That's what your religion says. And so, if gravity is the strongest, closest to center of mass, and I let gas out at the surface closest to the center of mass that is attainable or accessible, and gravity or doesn't do anything to the gas, it goes everywhere immediately like it always does how could it stop it from doing that where it's way weaker way higher above the earth that makes no sense i didn't follow any of that to be perfectly honest <laughs> fair enough 
the gravity strongest at the surface. It doesn't stop gas from filling available space. It couldn't do it way higher where it's weaker. It's a pseudoscientific fairy tale in violation of the second law of thermodynamics. So just is what it is. I need empirical evidence, bro. I don't believe the government. They admit they lie to us, bro. They don't, they don't like, they don't care about you. They don't care about me. You ask me, why would everyone lie? Why, like all, all these people have to lie. Almost no one's lying, bro. Like the teachers don't believe, they believe the lie. They're not lying to children, bro. Like I don't have any beef with those people, but I don't have to like just blindly believe NASA because everyone else does. Like everyone used to think slavery was cool, bro. Like a building majority is stupid, right? We need empirical evidence. The government sucks. They lie all the time. People are wearing masks scared of air right now. So we know we need to regain a little bit of uh, intellectual responsibility as people, I think, before it's too late. The, the problem is, is the whole, you, you don't actually have a flat earth model. You're right, right. And then because and it would the be intellectually- the flat earth model, once you start believing in the flat earth, it, you go down all the different rabbit holes that you basically said there, you then stop believing in uh, in gravity. Gravity doesn't exist. You don't believe that we went to um, uh, space. That's, no. that's, that's all a lie. You don't believe, yeah. I don't know how you're going to make navigational work because you've got no navigational aid because on the navigating, uh, navigating with the charts that we've got now, they do not fit with a flat model. They only, again, back to the same point, they only fit with a globe. They only fit with a globe. You keep saying that. How, you make that fit your model. But, sir, if you rewatch the debate, I told you how. So navigation using celestial charts has happened for thousands of years. They use Cartesian coordinates, X and Z axis relative to the origination in the center. You add a Z axis, assuming sphericity, then you take the points of longitude and latitude derivative of the cyclical nature of the sky, which they've been using for thousands of years before assuming the Earth was a ball. And then you reverse engineer a theoretical model with a Z axis based on the movement of the sky. Then you know, touting the efficacy of the reverse engineered model is lunacy. You could design a navigational charts that would work on that model that you've just said. I totally agree. But there would have to be different charts to what we've got now. Because like I've just explained here, the longitudinal lines get narrower the further south you go, and they get mm. narrower the further north you go. Yeah. And that would not work on a flat plane. It will not work. You'll get oh. a smashing. Wait. So you would have to go all the way to the south to verify your claim you just made, right? Or all the way to the north. Oh, too bad you can't legally do either of those. So, bro, I don't. It's simple, man. Like you're just you're, you're telling me the right story. No, you're saying we can't. But go I've all already the north researched now. the stories. They're not true, sir. They're dumb. They're dumb. They're lies. They lie. I've not heard that one before, though. So, so we can't go north now as well. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not very easy to go to the North Pole. You can't fly within 500 miles of each direction. You can't just fly over the North Pole. You can't just go there. I was, I'm actually the kind of person that wants to know the truth, right? So I was wanting to go, but you, you are looking into Greenland, bro. It's not like you can just waltz up in Greenland. That's not how it works at all. And you can't get to the North Pole, bro. You can't just show up there, but now you can go Google and see some positive bodies of water. And that must mean there's nothing there. And it's too dangerous. We want to, I can climb Mount Everest, bro. I can climb Mount Everest. You think the government's trying to save me? I can climb Mount Everest, bro. But they won't let me go explore the world world that you know they're not lying about? That makes no sense. I had a friend that went to Greenland two years ago. Yeah, but did he go all the way through Greenland, all the way up to the north, and then head to the North Pole? Of course not. No one does. No, no. I mean, we've been lied to about the Earth, sir. Like, I didn't lie. You didn't lie, right? Like, we're on the same team. So I'm just going out there. I mean, I had to lose a good job offer just to tell people the earth's flat, bro. Like, trust me, I have no motivation to do this. It's just the truth. And it, it, you know, it changes everything, man. The earth is the center of everything. So it had to be put here, which means you were put here, which means you're special and there's a creator. So that's why I do this. And, oh, and right. I need empirical evidence. I need empirical evidence 
to throw out all observable phenomena accessible to mankind because you, 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 you don't told seem me. to have any evidence to back up um, what what you're saying. You just I have all evidence. All evidence that is presented to you, you just will not accept any of it. No, okay. How about this? Does water find its level? Yes. Does it always find its level? Yes. Okay, so water always finds its level. Does water conform to its container? Yes. Okay, so water always conforms to its container and finds its level, but yet level means curved in this one scenario, that is the earth being a ball, 70% of the surface is covered in water. It bends convexly adhering to the exterior of a spinning object in a vacuum. Which can't show you that it could happen, but I promise. Water conforms to the shape of the earth and its level to the earth. Wait, how is this level? Level doesn't necessarily mean straight. So level doesn't mean level? No, it doesn't necessarily mean straight. It, it can be level, right? If, if you've got equal something height. that goes around this floor, it, it can be level all the way around. No, that's wrong, sir. Level. level means equal height. From the surface, yes. Yeah, L level, level. So if, it's on, if it's on a globe, it would be equal height around oh, that globe. So the globe has its own definition of level. You see a reoccurring theme oh. here. We have to keep making exceptions for the globe Earth. That's weird. Because when I build a house, whenever I was working construction and building decks and helping with construction, and we used a level, we didn't bend it, dude. We didn't say, oh, well, if it's curved, it's still level because the house wouldn't work, bro. We wouldn't have elevations without assuming that the earth is flat because we use sea level, assuming a horizontal level. And then we take the distance above and the altitude above the sea level to get elevation. We wouldn't even have elevation. So, Literally all evidence says the earth's flat. I have all the evidence, all of it, all of it. So I need some empirical evidence to suggest antithetical claims. You're not just saying like, oh, yeah, I know it doesn't feel like it's moving, but here's here's how it is. No, you're just well, making claims. Why would it feel like we're moving? The only, the only time you experience uh, movement is um, the up and down, left to right, to, or, or acceleration or deacceleration de inside a vehicle. If you've got a completely smooth ride and you are traveling at a constant velocity, why would you feel movement? Hmm. Uh, is that in a closed system? Yeah. So if you're in a closed system in a car, that's cool. Take the top off a convertible. You're going to feel your movement. Also, you have something called semicircular canals in your vestibular system, which is in your ears, which help you establish equilibrium and spatial awareness and reasoning, right? And that these detect the most minute change in angular motion. So if you tilt your head that way, that's your semicircular canals that detect motion. They're very, very sensitive. And literally, you would die without your ability to uh, utilize your vestibular system. You would have no spatial awareness. You would actually go insane and die they, they actually so, sense uh, change in movement or change in direction they don't they wouldn't sense um a constant velocity no angular That's why when you're sat in a, in a in a train or in a car or in an airplane you don't get the sense of moving forward especially in an airplane if you're traveling at three four hundred miles an hour that's a closed system of moving at that speed that's a closed system if though. the airplane or the vehicle you're in changes direction slows down or accelerates that's what you will feel you mean like an elliptical orbit they claim that the earth's on because the change of direction you'd feel the bank but that's not analogous when you bring up a plane that's a closed but, but, system but it's 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 a gradual bank it's not something that happens change you know, of it's, direction it's like going around a roundabout in a in a car what's it's gradual, gradual about bank, bank? Tra traveling um, orbiting the sun that takes a year to make that journey it's a year to do that journey it doesn't take a journey a year to change direction though no but that direction instantly. changes within that year it changes it, no it happens instantly there's an elliptical orbit the, the direction changes it doesn't change instantly. direction instantly no 
As soon as you turn on the elliptical orbit, your direction has changed. No, it's, yes. not, it's not doing, you know, it's not turning 90 degrees to the left or anything like no, that. No, I know. It's, it's turning. It's it doesn't matter. In a massive... boop, boop. That right there, you would feel it. No, and do, do you understand? Do you agree that a plane is an analogous because it's a closed system and they claim that the Earth's in a vacuum? Right. So, so yeah, the aeroplane is a closed system, so you don't feel it. Us on the Earth, everything on the Earth is all moving at the same speed, so you're still not going to feel it. And, okay, so you're just and, once and again. When you, and when you get out into, into space, you've got nothing out there. It's not like there's wind in space, it's going to be blowing into the earth as it's traveling along. There's nothing out there. So it's moving through. There's the nothing out there. there. What kind of, what is that even? There's nothing out there. Sir? As, in, what are you as in the way you were saying there, that if you took the top off a car, you're going to feel the wind blowing, blowing in, into you. Obviously out in space, you, you don't have that. But we're on earth. I'm talking about feeling movement on earth. So if we're spinning and revolving and shooting through space and we're the galaxy's shooting, right? We would feel it. They say that there's a near perfect vacuum of 10 to the negative 17. No, around, bro. We're in an open system that's speed. spinning. You're traveling at a constant speed, so you aren't going to feel the movement. Oh, I thought the speed occasionally changed. Sorry? Oh, I don't know. NASA changed their pseudoscience. You should keep up. Apparently, there's a differential in speed over, over the time, but it doesn't really matter. It's just made up pseudoscience. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Oh. Yeah, the Earth's orbit around the sun is something like 67,000 miles, but at certain points, it's something like 64,000 miles. There's a there's three or 4,000 mile difference. Yep. Which is yeah, done they, gave, they gave themselves a window of error because they're making which, up which is done over a year. That change of, of velocity is over a period of a year. It's not like you're going to change velocity 3,000 miles in a 24 hour period. No, that, I said change that, of that direction. Change, no. You would feel the bank, dude. Dude, pilots got to be careful on earth. Dude. It's constantly in that bank, it's orbiting all the time. All right, it's elliptical, so there's a slight elliptic, it's an elliptic orbit, but it's still a constant. Uh, journey you're traveling on over it over a year you are changing over a year you have a change of direction sir so anyway i'm just saying dude we don't feel any motion you claim that we do we don't deserve any curvature no, claim, claim it's there motion i said no no, no no i'm sorry you're right, you're right we don't feel any motion but you claim it's there we don't observe any curvature but you claim it's there we just never see it so do you see how that that i I'm not really inclined to just blindly believe you because your worldview is literally coming from the authoritative figures that have already lied to us about pretty much everything else. I need empirical evidence. Dude, when I open a soda, I debunk the heliocentric model. Literally, as soon as I open it and it goes, shh, bye-bye heliocentric model. The pressure always mediates, always, bro. So if you can't answer the antecedent Except relationship- in the atmosphere. Except in the atmosphere, which you've already agreed to. So the globe the, earth makes all the, the exceptions. At the, is less than it is at the top. You know that natural laws don't have exceptions, right? So okay. there, there is no except but, except for when we're talking about natural law. That's why it's a natural law, bro. So, you know, natural law, the second law debunks the heliocentric model, man. Like, I don't know exactly what the earth is. I don't claim a model. A lot of people that are talking crazy in the chat, like always, Oh, this stupid flat earth. Here we go with no model. Yeah, it's called being intellectually honest. I don't know what the earth is. We can't privately explore it. We can't even privately explore the, the highest altitudes to see where the firmament is or what the dome is or what the, the true land masses are. That is irrelevant. Falsification is independent of replacement. They're lying to us, taking $60 million a day and lying to children, and they're telling everyone the air is going to kill them, and the government's trying to take over. So it's time that we wake up and, and, and realize that there's a creator and that the earth was made for you. And, you know, maybe people don't want to accept it. I don't care. But 
this is just getting kind of ridiculous. Like the only evidence is that the globe earth makes exceptions to every natural law and NASA proved it. And we have to trust them. Like you, you gotta be honest. That's kind of preposterous that I would ever do that. And to be honest, I don't think you would accept any evidence that was given to you. It would have to be empirical and verifiable. sir. You would accept any evidence for this. I would accept uh, dude, dude, just, I'd be able to go get a six figure job, bro. I would a love lot about this. Um, earth that we live on that you don't know the shape of it you seem to know um, about that, a lot about that earth i know what shape it isn't um it's not a globe with a convexity rate consistent with the radius value of 3959 i know that for a fact it's not it's literally not a debate we debunked the fault the radius value, literally so basically what you're now saying is i have a model that was made for me through thousands of years of updating it with reverse engineering and presuppositions, it was made for me. It was given to me with all these fake answers. So until you can replace all my answers, somehow my answers are still true, even though you falsify them. That's lunacy. Like falsification is independent of replacement, man. I got to be intellectually honest here because if I'm not, and if we are not moving forward from here on out, we're going to get in the same mess that got us here. Blindly believing things, not trying to test them or verify them and standing upon empirical means. So we, I, I honestly, I'm trapped here if I want to be intellectually honest. I'm not going to make up stories. It doesn't matter. Falsification is independent of replacement. Yeah, but your denial of the uh, the globe earth actually opens up more questions to you and sends you down more rabbit holes that you've got to believe. If you believe that the earth is flat, you've got to believe that gravity isn't real. If you believe the earth is flat, you've got to believe we didn't go to space. If you believe the earth is flat, you've got to believe that the space station... Is, Wait, can I pause you real fast? No, no, sir, you're saying it wrong. If you believe the earth is a globe, you have to believe gravity is real because it explains omnidirectionality if you're on a ball and everyone's not falling off of it. So the only reason gravity is even a thing or proposed... Why would you fall off a ball? If gravity exists and you're on a ball, why would you fall off it? No, 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 that's what I'm saying. The fact that you believe in a globe is the only reason that gravity is a thing to explain omnidirectionality around the globe or else you would fall off. So gravity was proposed to explain the theoretical postulation of the globe. There's not actual empirical evidence. Someone didn't go find gravity and bottle it up, bro. No one manipulated gravity and verified it. You can't even negate electrostatics, which is 10 to the 39th power stronger than that. How could you, how could you isolate gravity if electrostatics is way stronger and still there? But they said gravity's there because the earth couldn't be a ball without gravity. So what you just said was the opposite of the truth. It's not, if I'm a flat earther, I can't believe in gravity. It's since you're a globe earther, you have to believe in gravity with no empirical evidence and helium balloons debunk it. So you see the issue here. We're not, we're not on the same wavelength. Like no, we're definitely forward not position takes blind faith, sir. I, I don't. So. No, I don't. It doesn't take blind faith. I mean, like I say, one of my main points for it is the navigational charts, which work and they model what the globe is. And I think that's a problem for you and you haven't really addressed it. Yeah, well, I have a navigational charge use Cartesian coordinates X and Y. You presuppose right. Z with sphericity assumption. Right. But I will say, of, you're just coming up with a lot of word salad there. If word if salad means that what I said charts, doesn't. If navigational charts have longitude and latitude lines on them, and them lines are exactly what is on the globe, and you lay them all flat, and it gives you a star shape, but that star shape can be formed into a globe. Surely the only conclusion you can have is that is the shape of the Earth that we're on. Oh, so I should throw out the thousands of observations where we see way too far and we have over a mile of missing curvature of the top of a mountain and we have a radius value that would be over a quarter million miles. But you've already agreed that refraction exists so that that distance will change all the time. You've already admitted. No, no, 
Nope. I, I admitted that refraction exists, and that's the only way that we have the phenomenon called the horizon. I never in any way admitted that terrestrial fraction could lift and extend a horizon because it literally can't. And the subject matter expert agrees with me. But, He's but on you side. agree that refraction uh, will alter the, the distance you can see. You yeah, agree? But not on a globe Earth. Why wouldn't it work on a globe Earth? Because there would be a physical obstruction that is resulting in you not being able but to. But you speak. understand that some, something can be refracted over that so you're saying that basically the curve gets bent down and straight from with refraction and then gets lifted up and brought back over there so it's simultaneously in two locations via refraction and it flattens out then lifts up and then goes back but this can't happen according to the subject matter expert so i don't see where you're getting this information bro it's called terrestrial refraction right you have to use seven over six r which begs the question of the looks r like that you're showing me a cartoon. What, what is that? That's the so best we have to prove the Earth's a globe is a literal cartoon. No, it's just a, just explaining how refraction works. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm, it's just it's just it just it's, you, you've already agreed that refraction happens. Yeah, welcome to flat Earth, man. Like refraction happens. Refraction proves the Earth is flat. The horizon debunks the globe Earth. So yeah, refraction. That's welcome to flat Earth. When you say refraction back, you conceded the argument because you're invoking terrestrial refraction, which uses seven over six r, seven over six r, which is a begging the question fallacy, which is the very dimensions, right? The r value that's in contention. I'm contending the r value. Then you beg terrestrial uh, refraction, begging the r value. That's insane, and it's a category error. It's stupid. How, how is refraction working then? So if you're if you're looking at something that is, um, I don't know, ten miles away. And the next day, you you cannot see that distance. What has happened to bring that object close or into view? What has happened to bring that object into 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 view? Uh, when you can see further the next day, like you just have yeah. more. It's really yeah. simple. When it's clearer outside, you can see further. But the globe earthers want you to think that when it's clearer outside, you can't see as far. Mm. Everything's backwards. I don't believe in stupid fairy tales brought to me by Jesuits. They hate us. So, I mean, we covered the three basics, man. I've gotten no new evidence. So if we don't have evidence of the earth actually curving that we consistently measure to provably verify and or falsify the R value, then it's not even a real postulation, but we did falsify it. So I'm still waiting on the Glober to come bring some verifiable information that there's a curvature anywhere. Can I just share my uh, screen again, James? Right, can you see the uh, folder that I've just brought up? Right. Right, that's the um, picture that you're talking about, aren't you, with the um, platform? Yep, yep, yep. If you look at the platform on the left, obviously you can see all this curvature that's going on with the cranes. They're not straight, the bend. That's caused by refraction, yeah? Yeah, but the I'm argument has nothing them. to do with the oil rigs, so. It's what? The argument has nothing to do with the oil rigs. No, but so. what I'm saying is, is this this image here is showing that refraction is taking place. Yeah, no one ever disputed that refraction was taking place, though. Right. So that picture there, if I uh, close that one, that is the same oil rig. Okay. Yeah, because refraction changes the optical appearance 
which is redundant, of the apparent location of the horizon. Welcome to Flat Earth. So how does this prove the Earth's ball? So is that oil rig now not behind that um, the horizon? Uh, yeah, these are different atmospheric conditions, and the horizon appears to be closer in this Which picture. Which is why you can't use um, these as arguments for it being flat. Or Unfortunately, we can't, because that's where you're wrong. For the globe, then. That's where it's you're wrong, sir. We're not claiming a physical location with the horizon. We're claiming the opposite of that. We know that it isn't a physical location. We we When it moves, that's what we're claiming it does. Like Every time it moves, that just adds to our argument. Our claim is that it is not a physical location. It's just apparent, just optical, and it just changes based on the atmosphere, bro. And that's provable. We've been looking at it every day for weeks now. But whenever we ask for where the curvature is, there's nowhere to be found. But it has to be there. It has to be physical location. So when you told me that the horizon moved, welcome to Flat Earth again, bro. Like, that's that's my and argument. The explanation for the uh, horizon moving is due to atmospheric conditions. So... You're talking yeah. about the actual physical horizon that is that is there, but that we never see, which you aren't going to see because every day you're going to have different atmospheric conditions, which will all bring that horizon either closer or further away, depending on what the atmospheric conditions are. Okay, so bro, it's going to move. So you're we... never going to experience the actual actual geometric curve. Uh, sorry, uh, horizon. You're not going to experience that. Due okay. to atmospheric conditions, it's going to change on a daily basis and right. depend on weather conditions. Can I ask you a question? Hmm. If we never see it, then how do we know it's there? Because it's where it would be if you would could take away the atmospheric uh, refraction. That's where it would it, be. It, it's where it would be. How do you know that if you've never seen it? it obviously, on the globe model, they can predict where it would be. But how can they predict that if they've never seen it? Because they know the size of the Earth and they could work out where it would be. How do they know the size of the Earth if they've never seen the curvature to reverse engineer the size claim? You don't need to see the curve to know that you're living on a globe. Okay, you know, do you know how you your globe Earth model got its radius not going value? To see the curve. Do you, you know, know how your model? Small. That's on the surface of the Earth. Like, look at the globes that you've got behind you. Look at how big the UK is, and then imagine how big a person is stood on top of that. All this is disproportionate pseudoscientific nonsense, sir. I don't, the, we're just signing these and talking about how stupid it is and selling them for the clown world tour. Disproportionate, but it fits exactly with navigational charts. Exactly. No, it all, doesn't. It's disproportionate and admitted so. All these lines marry up with that. Okay. So. I, I mean, I think we might be at a standstill here. You're not, you're not yeah, addressing any be. of the questions, man. You're, you're, you're literally not. So, the horizon is not an actual location; it's an apparent location that constantly fluctuates based on atmospheric conditions and observer height. But the globe Earth claims a physical obstruction that would be necessitated geometrically based on the radius value claim. We have debunked that. We need empirical evidence. It doesn't exist. They lied about the Earth. It's no big deal. It's 2021. We have a lot of stuff going on. Get ready for aliens. I mean, guys, let's just wake up. The Earth's flat. It's not a big deal. So unless you've got something else you want to talk about, bro, I'm pretty ready to wrap I up. I mean, no, basically, I, I don't. The only thing that I originally came to talk about was the navigational charts. That That's my, my my main bit. It was, my it was rebuttal is Cartesian coordinates. Is what, sorry? Cartesian coordinates within it. So the difference, we have the same exact thing, only your version has a Z axis down the middle of it, assuming the Earth's a ball. So 
That's all there is to it, bro. Juicy. The, but these, but these work. Yeah, yeah. Flat maps are the only type that and, exists. That and, and, they fit, and they fit with the globe. They correspond with the globe. Hey, bro, if the Earth actually was flat, would you want to know? If it was actually flat, would I want to want to know? Yeah, yeah of course I would. Check it out, man. Look into it without bias. And if you actually want to know, because it's provably flat. So Very juicy. There you go. Right. Yeah. We it's are going to jump fun. into the Q&A. We appreciate your questions, folks. I also want to say, I had reached out to somebody recently, a person who used to host a fellow debate channel, and I said, has anyone seen Debbie Duran? We are looking for Debbie. If anybody can help us connect with Debbie via email, let me know. We are at moderndaydebate at gmail.com. And so we've been trying to track her down and hopefully to get her on for a debate. So please let us know if you happen to uh, have a connection with her. And these questions, we appreciate all of your questions. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what Austin's doing. But thank you very much for your questions. So two seconds, just loading it up here. Chris Gammon, appreciate your question. Chris says, I asked this before. But I have seen video and photos of around Earth. Lots of them. How many hundreds or thousands of people does it take to produce all this media? Come on, man. Well, as early as like the 70s, the CIA declassified and admitted that they actually infiltrated and run the media. It's called Operation Mockingbird. And six corporations own all of the media. And uh, NASA admits that the most infamous picture of the globe Earth ever, the blue marble, was just a cartoon. So... There's really not much there to answer. Pictures mean nothing, and the Earth shows us a very different story. Very juicy. And thanks so much for your question. This one coming in from, and I want to say thanks, everybody, for your questions. This one from Evan Stein says, If flat Earth is true, the Christian God is fake. No omnipotent deity would allow his handiwork to be so readily hidden and misrepresented for so long. Well, that's crazy that some dude on YouTube seems to have better uh, understanding than the creator of all things that made him and his cognitive ability, which is very limited to anything outside of time and physical confinement. So there you go. Yeah, things happen because there's free will. There are people with evil intentions, typically derivative of a nihilistic, materialistic worldview. And they think they have a bunch of power and juice on the earth, but little, little do they know they lose in the end and they're on the wrong end of things. So, yeah, the creator is very real. And this is a deception that's only taken really a stronghold over the last hundred years. Gotcha. And thanks so much for your question. This one coming in from our dearest friend, truth nerds, who says coordinate transforms still don't move a point or coordinate transforms still don't move a point. Uh, I'm not sure even what she's trying to convey there, but Cartesian coordinates, Cartesian coordinates, have been around for thousands of years, man. So you just assume a z-axis and map it out on a theoretical ball means nothing. The the use case is the same. In fact, it only works on a flat map projection. So I don't know what she's talking about. Gotcha. And this one coming in from Magellan says navigators work by latitude longitude coordinates, not x y coordinates. That's reality, wits it. Yeah, well, Cartesian coordinates utilizing X and Y is where you get longitude and latitude derivative within that and derivative of the sky. So that's reality. It comes from the cycle of the sky. That's what longitude and latitude is. Gotcha. And Elijah Freeman says, here to support Witsit, 
proponent invoked reification and affirming the consequent formal logical logical fallacies fallacies in his beginning statement i'm confused uh just because they say they're here to support you but then they're yeah i think he's he's calling out he's saying that that he did that maybe right like that his opening had fallacies in it which oh i see there's i think they meant opponent instead of proponent so i think yes i think they're coming at you paul they didn't name specifically what the fallacies were, though. So we will go to the next one. Magellan says, all flat maps are projections, witsit, and therefore will be distorted. The globe itself is not distorted. Yeah, That's patently false. The globe is distorted. Yeah, the globe is distorted. So sorry you spent money to say that. Mike Arroyo, appreciate your question, said, question for Witsit, if the world is flat, why do planes not fly in straight lines going from any direction on the planet from point A to point B? Well, first of all, there's no planet. And yeah, planes literally do fly from point A to point B all the time. They assume a flat, non-rotating surface with a horizontal uh, horizon in front of them to keep their level relative to their artificial horizon. So if you're asking about plane trajectories, yeah, I don't know why they go way out of their way all the time on the globe Earth, but then you look at it on a flat projection and it goes in a perfectly straight line. So to try to claim that flight paths prove the Earth's a globe means you're just being disingenuous or you haven't researched it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I might be able to uh, hopefully answer that one. I think I know what the, the question was. What they're saying is when you look on a, uh, on a map, instead of going from point A to point B in a straight line on the map, it will have a curve on it. That's when you're doing long distance flights, you use, I believe, I don't need to use this because I don't fly that distance. I think it's the have a sign uh, method. And what that does, that gives you the curvature. So on a flat map, it will look like you are traveling in an arch to get from A to B. But when you look at that arch and you actually put, if you married that back to the globe, it would be straight on the globe. Yeah, because the the curve is derivative of the presupposition of the globe. So that's dumb. Yeah. Gotcha. This one coming in from, appreciate your question. Magellan asks, brain snip, stop it with the big words. You are using them all wrong and sound like a wannabe. You aren't intellectual. You are a fool. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Sorry, the vocabulary made you spiral. What a weirdo. <laughs> who's brain snip? Is that, how do you know that they're, who they're referring to i don't know what that means uh that's just yeah they're saying that i use too big of words word salad that i'm not saying yeah they're that's yeah what they i mean, must admit you do use a lot of uh, word salad that makes it almost impossible to understand what you're saying that's not true i talk to people that are very bright with all kinds of credentials all the time they understand everything that i say I mean, in order for I'm, I'm, allegation- sure that, I'm sure that in a normal conversation that you're having on day-to-day basis with somebody you don't talk to them like that no but somebody, i have to make I'm my point you, very specific i hate to interrupt here. But somebody yeah, I'm guessing you have talked to recently, Witsit, the rumor is that you are traveling in a flat earth team around the United States right now with someone that we happen to know of at this channel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know yeah. if he's there, but uh, yeah. we, we uh, I'll get him to come in here. <laughs> Jay Mixon, thanks for your question, said, Witsit, what would be your response to an astronaut who has been on a space exploration mission and confirms the Earth is spherical. I would ask him, what are the mental side effects long-term of MK Ultra? Gotcha. <laughs> and P. Barnes says, Witsit, if Polaris has never moved, 
Why does half the world never see it? Do you have a credible citation that it has never moved? Yeah, the megalithic structures all around the world still line up with Lars, still lines up with the Georgia Guidestones. We debunked the model the other day. There's the homie. Love you guys, dude. Support what you like or goes away. James, you're doing a great job. My goodness. There he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from P. Barnes says, oh, we have that one. Titanicus Andronicus. Andronicus. Thank you for your question. Said, what does Witsit think about the Velociraptor Earth model? <clears throat> I don't know. Dinosaurs are pseudoscience. Although I will say it does appear that maybe things were bigger and lived longer and suffer from atrophy. And they told you evolution, which is inverse, which they always do. But I don't even know what that means. Obviously, I don't know if that's a troll question. Juicy. And B-Ball for life. Thanks for your question. Said, what's it exactly? How have you measured the non-curvature you claimed in the last two weeks? What tools and methods did you use? Yeah, you just make long distance observations like we have a P1000. So, the, you know, the strongest uh, zoom commercially available to people. Uh, that would probably be a good start. We make long distance observations all the time that debunk the globe Earth. I don't don't know what's confusing about that. We also made a time lapse around centralized Solaris and the Georgia Guidestones, and the efficacy of the Georgia Guidestones debunks the heliocentric model. So we do all kinds of things. It's just about if you want to go test it for yourself, you can go look at a long body of water yourself too, bro. Gotcha. And this question coming in from B-Ball for Life, appreciate it. Said, what's it? <clears throat> actually got that one. Chris Gammon, appreciate yours, said, Witsit, I wish I could afford to launch you into space safely. And if you personally witnessed the globe from space, would you change your mind? Yeah, as long as I didn't have to eat or drink anything that they gave me for like a week beforehand or something, you know, because they try to drug me and tell me I went there. But yeah, I'm not scared of death because the creator's real and his name's Yah, not God. So yeah, I would go. I'm not scared of that. But that that can't happen. So the medium they claim you're going to defies natural law. We did see the SpaceX launch though, James. I don't know if you knew that, but we watched a SpaceX launch the other day and it was pretty funny. We flash smacked the whole crowd live as it launched. People were spiraling. That is very juicy. And we also, let's see, appreciate your question. <laughs> Mike Billar says, what's it? How does an equatorial mount telescope work on a flat earth? Don't hurt yourself trying to think through it. Okay. Well, good thing it's super easy to understand that. So I won't have to worry about any pain here. But uh, it follows the stars through the sky. Then it tracks it to the horizon. Then with the presupposition and the engineering of the mount, it assumes it's a ball. So what it does is just continue to go down towards the ground until it falls back up to where the star is visible above the horizon again. That doesn't prove the Earth's a ball. It just proves you engineer with the presupposition of sphericity. It's stupid. You're tracking the star to the horizon where it's no longer visible because it reached its perception limit. Gotcha. And this one coming in from Andy M says, Austin, do you think that if you repeat enough times, two seconds, guys, boomer problems here. They said, do you think that if you repeat enough times that the globe earth defies physics, it will magically become true? I just think it's hilarious to say that. And uh, it objectively does defy all physics that we can replicate on Earth. So, you know, fluid statics, it claims water bends convexly around the exterior of a spinning object in a vacuum defying the second law of thermodynamics. So, yeah, it defies physics. Gotcha. And next up, Elijah Freeman says, Paul Larson, planetarium director, explains that mathematically you wouldn't see curvature from the International Space Station, but that's what the international space station feed shows hmm 
I think that yeah, that's because be... the space station space uh, station feed it'll be using a wide angle lens, so that would give you a distinct curve. Why would they do that? Why it give a better field of view? Oh, to make it look like it's curving, even though it's not. That's no, to give you a better view. Okay, the same as you use a wide angle lens, we, lens yourself. We've we've got. We, I do want to give him, I want to give Paul the last word because the question was challenging him. And then there's another one for you, Paul. This one says, for the claim of scientific evidence for gravity, can we have the hypothesis from either Newton or Einstein's papers as they are the original claimants? No, I won't have a clue. Gotcha. And Truth Nerd says, the formula for buoyancy containing G, or local gravity, and AB Science absolutely destroyed flat Earth alternatives mathematically and by experiment. I think that's for you, Paul. That one was for me. I think so. They uh, uh, they said, uh, so the formula for buoyancy contains G, in parentheses, local gravity. which yeah. And then they say, and AB Science absolutely destroyed flat earth alternatives mathematically and by experiment. Yeah, so that's for the flat earth then. It destroyed flat earth, they said. Oh, but they said it, it destroyed flat earth alternatives. I think they're saying like alternatives to flat earth, like such as anything other than a flat earth idea, like were destroyed. Right. I don't know. I don't quite understand the question. Gotcha. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit confused by it myself. And Elijah Freeman says vacuum also requires a container. I think that's for you, Paul. On Earth, it would require a container, yes. Thank you. And then P. Barnes, appreciate your question, said just so we can hear him. Let's see. We'll wait until there he is. Just so you see, just so we can hear him not answer again. Witsit, how does the dome-covered flat Earth explain the observable, testable pressure gradient? Yeah. Uh, there's a vortexual ether on the Earth. Don't care if you spiral. There's no other way. But it doesn't really matter. Again, Gas is constantly cycling at the surface level where there's vegetation and animals and humans, which is where the prominence of the gas cycle takes place. Then we have temperature changes within weather patterns. We have electrostatic and electromagnetic phenomena, including the dielectric nature of the sun and the moon and whatever the firmament itself is made up of and the electromagnetic nature of that relative to what's below that. Some of these are capped off into speculation because we cannot verify them. So again, that's a non sequitur red hairs and fallacy to talk about the gradient when we're asking about the antecedent relationship of pressure. And if you understood any of that, good luck, because I didn't. <laughs> Next up, Joe Knowles. Well, it all made sense, my man. It did it, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe Knowles, thank you for your question. says, wits it lots of words to string together, and he can say them rather quickly, if only he knew what any of them mean. Sad little fella. Wow, dude, that was really creative, man. You're going to have to work on your delivery, bro. <laughs> Next up, Truth Nerd says, entropy is a quantity. Ever quantified it, wits it? Sorry, say it again. What? He said, entropy is a quantity. Ever quantified it? Wits it? Uh, no, see, quantification doesn't really mean much to me if it's just built upon presupposition. So the point is that entropy will increase. It's the increasing bit that is the crux of the argument. So to try to divert into if I've personally quantified entropy is literally irrelevant to the fact that entropy will increase. So the high pressure system will migrate to the low pressure system every time it's natural law. Thanks. Mike Billars for your question said wits, uh, he said wits regarding your dialect dielectric 
world, let's see some equations or model. I want to do some independent validation to see if you're completely full of wits. Well, sweet. I got you. Yeah, I can send you all kinds of links. Um, so just email me at wits at protonmail. If you're some gamma mail, just just say the time. We don't care. Don't email. Gamma mail? Is that the new term? Yeah, like, dude, every time I give my email out to someone, I'm like, if you really want to know, I'll tell you. I get, like, 10 messages from, like, gamma males that just talk crazy. So just, guys, no one cares. No what one are cares. gamma if you males? Know, I've heard of beta males, but what are gamma males? Pretty much the same thing, bro. I just think it's hilarious. It, basically, secret kings, they think they got all the juice, you know? That is fascinating. So... <laughs> Appreciate this coming in from Ferran Salas. Thanks for your support. It says, thanks for all you do, Modern Day Debate, crushing it with nonstop debates. Fist bump. Thanks for your kind words and all credit to the debaters. We are thankful for them. They make this fun. And so, uh, by the way, they're linked in the description, folks. Want to let you know that. And Magellan, thanks for your question, said, Witsit, you don't have enough money to pay for your own place to live, let alone a trip out of the country. Oh, getting personal. Well, for one, we're staying in the country right now. And for two, I've literally lived on my own since I was 18. And I'm paying bills back at my house while we're on the road. So you're the gamma that we were just talking about. Next. Oh, my. And standing for truth jumps in, says, great work as always. Modern day debate. And again, all credit to our speakers. We are thrilled to have them. And they say global flood debate channel right after this debate. Come join us. So Standing for Truth apparently is having a global flood debate on his channel after this. And Rob Kin, thanks for your question, said, My questions for the globe. Is non-Euclidean geometry practically used in reality or Euclidean geometry? No idea. Gotcha. Frankly, me neither. And Mike Billers, thanks for your question, said, Wits, do you think images of galaxies are baloney? If so, have you tried photographing Andromeda? I can give you a really good how-to on YouTube. Wow, you can tell me how to take pictures of the sky and then make up fairy tales about them being millions of light years away. Oh my gosh, I could figure out how to do that myself. I could just drop some acid and make up stories. So yeah, you can see what we see in the sky from the Earth, bro. It does not mean that it's millions and trillions of light years away. It's retarded. So yeah, we observe what we observe in the sky, but not what they say it is. Gotcha. Let's see. This question coming in from Rob Kin says, my question for the globe. Got that. Mike Billar says, generally shady. Thanks for your question. Said witless. Your sister is calling. Go back to bed. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. They say go oh, back good, to bro. bed. Okay. I think they're, they're trying to insinuate that you have an incestuous relationship with your wow, sister. Wow. That's okay. pretty funny. I guess if you, I, I mean, you, you helped the joke out, though. It wasn't what well-written. You know, you added the context. So that's kind of funny, I guess. Next up, yeah. let's see. Oh, boy. We've got so many juicy questions here. Let's see. Thank you for your question from Mike Billars. Says, Wits, what causes you... Okay, this is just weird. <laughs> Some of these are, like, too personal. But they say, the buoyancy equation is only a scalar value. It doesn't have a vector associated. Okay, but it results in a vector. It results in directionality. So, Gotcha. And Mike Billars, thanks for your other question. Uh, this is for Paul. Thanks for your patience, Paul. He said, Paul, when you're flying, do you ever see the sunset at a measurable angle below your altitude? If so, please ask Witsit to explain why. 
Yes, I do see that. And yes, which it why? <laughs> what do you see? Uh, when you when you're flying, you see sunset at an angle, as in it goes behind the horizon. Yeah. He's asking why. Okay. Well, the sun sets because the sun moves away from you, and you can't see it anymore. If the sun's, I've heard this before. If the sun sets because it moves away from you, why doesn't its size get smaller as it moves further and further oh, away? Oh, angular size does change throughout the year, but again, again, we'd actually have to know what medium it's in. Are we only, seeing the only a very small amount? But if an object the size of the sun or that we see this, the sun getting further and further away, surely that light would would get smaller and smaller and smaller rather than just disappear over the horizon. It doesn't make that sense. That is a cool assumption that you're making, but we would need to know the medium that the sun's in. Is that the actual or the apparent location? Literally, you would have to know both, all three of those things. If you didn't, you would just be making up very low, low IQ, stupid stories. But simply, we know that there actually is a change, just like with the moon, and it moves away from us. And when I go out to the beach and I look at the sunset, the sun moves away from me in the sky and it sets. I'm not falling backwards, making it look like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's very simple. The sun goes farther away from you. It's smaller and local, and it ceases to be visible at one point. It reaches the perception limit, and you're just making claims about what it should do on something you don't even think is the truth. So it's quite relevant, to be honest. Next up, thank you very much for your question. This one, two moments while it loads. A little slow over here. Mike Billar said, on one axis, what's it? I don't know what that means. On one axis, I, I don't. I don't believe in fairy tales of us being on an axis that wobbles at the devil's number of sixty-six point six. You know, that's just stupid. Elijah Freeman says, in both black swan images, the horizon is still beyond one point two miles. I think that's for Paul, though. Mm -hmm. I don't fully. Yeah. yeah, in both in both images, there's still refraction taking place. Yes. Gotcha. And just on on what on one of them that they call the black swan, um, it is gotcha. more refraction taking place in that. He's, he's just saying the other one debunks the globe too, anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Pick whichever one. I'm not saying it debunks the, the globe. What I'm saying is, is that um, due to the fact that the distance changes, you can't use it as right. The debunk. I, the, the, I was the, saying that the super chat, the, the super chat was trying to say that even the other one that you brought up also debunks the globe because the horizon's too far in that picture too. That's what he's saying. All right, yeah, got you. Gotcha, and this one coming in from John Hymies says, Witsit, keep it up. You're doing great, kid. Thanks, bro. Much love. And Truth Nerd says, spaces are about points and their distances. Coordinate systems describe the location of points. Cartesian coordinates and spheres work fine together. Yeah, once you add a z-axis, we've covered it numerous times, so. Next, Neo Egypt says, how does a helium balloon debunk gravity? Helium, which has a mass of four grams per molecule, has a density of 0.164 grams per liter. Thus, a one liter balloon of helium can lift a mass of 1.18, basically, 1.02 grams yeah well mass is a conceptual reification of gravity to try to quantify matter and basically all you just did was make the flat earth argument by bringing up density so yeah again the primary causal agent is the density relationship of the object relative to the medium next up think outside the box appreciate your question said great job with it as always at this point i'm sure 
Even James is a secret flat earther. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I uh, must remain neutral. Magellan, thanks for your question, says, what's it meaning? Uh, they're saying, what's it, uh, what's it, what does it mean when you say, quote, morphing of fabrics and concepts, which is a re reunification fallacy, vor vortextural vestibular system affects <laughs> reasoning, omnidirectionality. <laughs> the pressure always mediates. That's pretty funny. They just combined like all of the words that had a few extra syllables from all my arguments. So I don't, I'm not going to really entertain that one. It was an incoherent like, like attack. So whatever. Juicy. This one coming in from Anthony Dickinson says, for Paul, will you please read the day before? the day for creation in Genesis, and then tell us what the earth was revolving around the first three days. Uh, don't read the Bible. Gotcha. And this question, Mike Billars says on one, oh, we got that one. Lack of Eunice, appreciate your question, says, doesn't the natural curvature <coughs> in genitals of animals and humans and especially in males, prove the effect of gravity and the curve of the Earth since it occurs naturally. Is this a serious question? Well, I'll be honest, James. I seriously am not surprised that a globe earther would say something like that. You know, it seems to be a reoccurring theme. But uh, no, actually, because, well, they're more dense than the air and they seek equilibrium all <laughs> the time. That is interesting. But thanks for your question. Ox says, flat Earth. Can we flip it and shake the stupid off? Well, if you want to respond with any substantive specificity to any of the actual empirical evidence we've been compiling, that would be cool. Next up, thanks for your question. Truth Nerd says, AB Science destroyed flat earth explanations of buoyancy. AB? Whoever Antonio is. Brown? I don't is know. Who it is? I don't know what AB Science is. I don't know what that is. P.S. You were right before, Paul. Earlier, there was a question that I thought was for you, but you were right. It was actually for Witset. So now it, it cleared it up for me. Sorry about that. And thanks for your question. This one coming in from Truth Nerds. Oh, we got that. Mike Biller says, Witset, the sun is setting, quote unquote, below. Paul, why is that? Because we live on a globe. Gotcha. And Daniel Knight says, Witsit, how can you know the sun is moving away from you when setting? How are you measuring the distance? I never claim to measure the distance because if you try to use triangulation, you mean actual location. It would be pretty foolish and unfounded for me to assume that the apparent perceivable location of the sun is the actual location. So I don't claim a distance. I claim that the sun moves away from me in the sky and then it sets when it's not visible anymore. But you claim that the sun didn't move at all, and I'm just falling backwards, and it looks like that. So Juicy. Thank you for your question. This one coming in from Daniel Knight says, Witsit, how can you know the sun is moving away from you when setting? How are you measuring the distance? Just answer that one. You have to have the actual location. Next up, Michael Lee, Michael Lyons says, Witsit, what's up, homie? It's sad that people can't understand your cognitive explanations lol yeah what's up bro michael lyons a legend and yeah you just got to keep it pushing dude plant the seeds and let the dead bury the dead yeah next up mark reed thanks for your question says if the earth is not spinning how come there's a 15 degree drift on a ring laser gyroscope thanks bob i'm 
I'm glad you asked. Well, because that's called the Sagnac effect. The actual person that discovered it, Sagnac, said that it was the vortexual movement, the vortex that moves within the ether that he was measuring. The person that discovered the Sagnac effect that the gyro still utilized. So basically, you just presuppose that the de deviation is derivative of the Earth spinning and as it creates its or establishes rigidity in space. But of course, that's not what happens. We've actually gone out and we've tested the same latitude, which on the Earth, that means that the deviation should be the same. The procession should be the same relative to latitude. We went to the same latitude, it changed altitude, and we got over a degree in variance at the same latitude, debunking the fact that people claim or debunking the claim that it's actually the procession deriving from Earth rotation. So there you go. Gotcha. And thanks for your question from Magellan says, What's it? You didn't get it. What does all that gibberish mean? What does, quote, morphing of fabrics and concepts, which is a reunification fallacy, mean? Okay. Yeah. So morphing of fabrics and concepts, I, I don't think I said that, but, you know, it is taking conceptual abstractions, concepts that human constructs that humans have come up with, like time, quantification of passing based on the sky, space, the idea of emptiness, taking those concepts and giving them physical properties. Like when you bend something physically or it warps physically or your eyes dilate physically, you cannot give concepts, physical properties. It's called a reification fallacy. That is where you give a concept misplaced concreteness. Very juicy. And this question coming in from, appreciate it. Joe Knowles says, Witset, I have something dense that's naturally curved and defies gravity that you might. <laughs> I'm just not going to read it. Next up, you guys are nasty, nasty guys. All right. And thank you for your question. Magellan says, Witset, a lot of what you speak is actually incoherent gibberish. Your misuse and misunderstanding of words is Olympic. You sound like a fool. The funny part is that all they can ever do is give some vague little gamma recollection of how what I say doesn't make sense, but they can never specify it because typically it actually goes over their cognitive grasp in the moment. And they can't retain what I say. So it's pretty hilarious. You're self-projecting your own intellectual insecurity. Gotcha. This one coming in from Esteban Ilobaca. Appreciate your super chat says wits it about the sun from a plane looking down, considering perspective and geometry, how can an object that's above your eye level ever go below it? Shouldn't it just get smaller towards eye level? Shouldn't it just get smaller ab above eye level? Whoa. What? Dude, the sun's small and local and it moves away from you and then you can't see it anymore. But if you go to the top of a building, you can see it a little bit longer because you increase your angle of view. So the globe earth is just this unfounded additional claim of terra firma bending convexly blocking and physically obstructing your view of the sun, which doesn't <laughs> happen. The sun moves, we don't fall backwards. We need evidence for claims antithetical to observation. Very simple. Gotcha. This question from Mike Billar says he's, He's a, he's like a dog with a bone. He says, I'm going to need an answer to my question with it. Why did the sun set below Paul when he was flying? Is the sun only 4,000 feet up? It's a perceptive optical effect relative to the atmospheric conditions, your location and the distance of the sun away from you during the day. This isn't complicated. The sun sets, it's an optical effect because it reaches the vanishing point of your limit of perception. 
Gotcha. And this one from Truth Nerds, appreciate it, said, AB Science is a YouTube channel worth watching. Thank you well, for that. And Anthony Dickinson says, as a pilot, Paul, if you traveled in your plane in a straight line at 1,001 mile per hour, will you eventually be above the sun if you followed it? No. Gotcha. And thanks for your question, Trevor Mishler. Another one of your buddies, Witsit, right? It says, Witsit, you're awesome. Do you have any special plans to celebrate your debate victory tonight? Oh, snap. Well, you got a fan yeah. out there, apparently. Yeah, it's Trevor. He's our boy, man. He kicks it with us. He's on the tour. Clown World Tour. Witsit gets it, but they're going to kick me off of there, I'm sure, because stupid flat earthers have to get censored forcibly. But, yeah, that's my homie. And uh, probably just kick it with the base flat earthers that came to kick it here. So. That's Super what we'll do tonight. A lot of kicking. And thanks for your question. Magellan says, what's it quote vestibular system, which affects reasoning. It doesn't you clown. It affects balance. Omnidirectionality is also not a real word. Okay. It literally is a real world. You should have Googled it. If you spent money and made yourself look like a douchebag. So I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Whoa, what was the first part? Can you reread the first part? Yes. He said this quote vestibular system, which affects reasoning. He said, it okay, yeah. doesn't. Yeah, I said spatial reasoning. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you got it. And yes, thank you. Let's see what we've got here. Want to make sure I don't miss have that. Uh, one last one. This one from Esteban Ilobaca. Thank you for your question. And then we, uh, I do want to wrap up pretty quick here just because we are super thankful that Paul is with us. Paul is actually in England. He, what time was it? What time is it there right now, Paul? Quarter past three. Okay, holy smokes! So we do want to let Paul get to sleep by a decent time. So we, um, it's like Esteban Ilbaca says, please ask Witsit to answer my last question. Why does the sun go below eye level from a plane? If it's refraction, there should be a temp inversion. Really. Really? So refraction is not even a fully understood phenomena. Actually, Snell's law is the one that tells you how to quantify and understand refraction. And that's about the change between two media, right? From one medium to another. So the atmosphere is, of course, a singular medium that isn't homogenous. And there's changes within. So you have to use a differential of Snell's law equation. So you're trying to invoke refraction and claim that you have some type of full, full bulletproof understanding of the phenomena when you literally cannot, according to subject matter experts. I don't know what to say, <laughs> but please stop super chatting the same question over and over, man. The sun moves away from you and it reaches its vanishing point. You can't see it anymore until you have empirical evidence otherwise. It's just a fairy tale story you're trying to tell me, man. Next up, question the answers. Got a last one and says, Wits it ever look into pendulous veins and also the inverse square law? barbecues the moon mainstream narrative hope everyone has an excellent saturday yeah pendulous veins is the little thing they say that supposedly helps them to establish the rigidity in space and use gyros around this magic spinning cartoon ball where coriolis is here but not here and you can't see it and all this other nonsense uh and the inverse square law barbecues the moon's mainstream narrative yeah they claim it's 238,000 miles away of course the inverse square law debunks the entire claim about the vast distances of the uh of the stars that we see for thousands of years and they claim that we see them but they're not there but yeah the inverse square law necessitates them be much more local gotcha very interesting so folks i'm going to be right back with a post-credit scene where i will be telling you the upcoming debates you 
will want to stick around for that. It's going to be exciting. But want to remind you before we go to the break where I say goodbye to our guests, they're linked in the description. If you want to hear more, folks, now is a great opportunity to click on their links at the very top of our description box. And so thanks, everybody. And thank you so much, most of all, to our guests. We appreciate you guys. You guys make this channel fun. And so, Paul, thanks so much. And Witsit, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for letting me on. Brilliant. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.